Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag Free, whoever he is. Get your clothes, fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. Senator John Fetterman, here he is speaking during hearings on the failure of the Silicon Valley Bank. The, the, the head of a bank could literally, could literally crash our economy. That's like if you have, I mean, like, and, and they also realize is that, that, that now they have, it's in, they guarantee. Um. Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? By no, again, by no matter, no matter by, by how, you know, isn't it appropriate that the, those kinds of, the, this kind of control should be more stricter? We haven't seen evidence of the cognitive decline so much as your ability to express yourself, right? So that's different. I doubt it. You are fake news. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. Very fake news. Oh my God, bro. Jeez. You're a very, very silly person. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> oh, man. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christians, and I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Are you ready for the thrilling conclusion to the debt ceiling standoff? Yes, I'm ready. Exactly how many trillions in inescapable debt will we have when it's all finished? I can't wait to find out. And as we're scraping the uh, couch cushions for change, how many quarters are going to go to Ukraine? And will Biden deploy his favorite strategy, making up unconstitutional presidential authority to do whatever he wants? Now, of course, none of that is actually thrilling, but in particular, there's no suspense in suggesting that Ukraine might not get their cut, no matter how broke we are. We always have money for Ukraine. Now we're sending, at least we might, the coalition of countries, we're sending Fighter jets that might include the U.S. sending fighter jets directly. We don't even know the details yet, but we're sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine after a year of saying, no, we're not doing that. Just kidding. We love you guys a lot. Here are your fighter jets. Well, we'll we owe them for some reason. Well, we uh, we stand with Ukraine and now we fly with Ukraine, too. So can't wait to see how this turns out. Plus, uh, John Fetterman, as you heard in the intro there, he mumbles uh, at the former Silicon Valley Bank CEO and his defenders pretend not just that they can understand what the hell he's talking about, but that this is actually uh, a genius policy idea that he's articulating. Then he redefines senatorial fashion by showing up at an actual policy press conference with his Carhartt hoodie and his shorts. And we're going to act like that's normal, too, because one time Ted Cruz went to the gym 
in gym shorts and gym shoes, etc. Al Sharpton gives the eulogy for moonwalking martyr Jordan Neely in New York City and predictably lies his ass off. And this is tradition at this point. I don't know what else I would expect. Meanwhile, uh, Daniel Penny breaks his silence in an interview with the New York Post. I did not have a chance to read it yet, but you're telling me it was surprising. It was disappointing. Well, I hope hmm. it was a strategy. I did love that he uh, said that he doesn't feel bad and he would do it again. So that's great. But he talked a lot about how he appreciates cultural diversity. Ah, he he did it for the cultural diversity, in fact. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, I'll let you explain. I'm guessing that a lot of that stuff is... Uh, strategy of look how not racist i am there were a lot of pictures of him with like nicaraguan children ah well that settles it Mm. plus we have a hoax hate trilogy and surprise cringe and tonight's movie review is citizen kane so stick around we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support, of course, is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus, we have friendly Uh, offers that is from friendly listener owned businesses as well this week's feature business is our friends at kineo mountain woodsmithing these are high quality handmade premium hardwood cutting boards charcuterie boards and now they're expanding into new items like serving trays and even everyday carry trays as well neatly store all your daily carry items like your wallet your pocket knife your handgun and more in a quality piece of hardwood craftsmanship that'll last a lifetime. And that's the best part about Kineo Mountain's work. It is all entirely customizable in both build and in engraving detail. You can see the Statue of Liberty artwork on that EDC tray. Blake at Kineo Mountain made me a a cutting board engraved with my own channel logo, and it looks incredible. It's a -a one-of-a-kind personalized addition to our kitchen that we use nearly every day, and it hasn't aged a bit. And don't forget, Kineo Mountain can handle any sort of woodworking from small table trays to big furniture projects. So if you're looking for a personalized gift for someone special or bigger items to customize your home, make it fine hardwood craftsmanship from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, the absolute highest quality woodworking that will last you forever. Check them out at KineoWood.com. That is K-I-N-E-O Wood.com. And of course, listeners of this show get 10% off all Kineo Mountain woodsmithing products and services using promo code MATT10 at checkout. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Kineo Mountain woodsmithing. Find everything you need from our friends at Kineo Mountain woodsmithing, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. And of course, don't forget about my signature soaps from Hero Soap Company. They just can't keep up with demand for Timberline, oh. the, the frosty, the frosty pine ball tingler soap. It's sold out once again this week, but it should restock. And of course, there's Old West as well. That sweet, leathery, oaky scent is still available too. Use promo code MC listener for 10% off at HeroSoapCompany.com with promo code MC listener. 
and find more information at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals as well. When All my right. soap comes out, I, I get to be such a douche about it. Uh, I think you've earned a little bit of airtime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, such a douche about it. I am. I have to be a premier soap salesman at this point. <laughs> it is cool when it's your own thing, you know? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun little project and it, there's been a good response to it. So I appreciate that. And uh, I also appreciate the high quality showers I have gained as a result of this collaboration as well. You just won't stop. Anyway, speaking of our uh, fine listener owned businesses. If you're not following Phoenix Ammunition on Twitter at <laughs> Phoenix Ammunition, that's Phoenix with an F ammunition. You should be. You're missing out. You really are missing out. Yeah. Um not just because of the A plus meme work and not just because you'll keep track of ammo availability, but uh, Justin who runs the company will frequently post many of his hilarious email interactions with people who often don't like how direct he is about his views. (laughs) Well, this week Justin posted an email he received from someone at the Michigan tactical officers association. This is a statewide police group asking for an ammo donation for their upcoming training conference. The nerve. Justin replied that he needed a face-to-face apology from every Michigan cop who enforced COVID-19 restrictions, plus a signed statement that they will not enforce any red flag gun laws or other restrictive gun measures coming from the state capitol in Michigan or from D.C. Justin said anything less than that is unacceptable, and I certainly will not be part of enhancing your training so that it can be used against the American public in the way it already has. Asked, Good for him. asked for comment from the daily caller. Justin accused the state police association of quote, whole hog deep throating Gretchen Whitmer's high heels. And even, even though Justin was very direct, uh, there actually was a positive response from the police association. He posted some additional email correspondence. The guy he was in communication with said he would bring this feedback back to the group. Perhaps a discussion can come from it. So, Beyond the respect that he already had from me for his high quality product, uh, Justin has my respect above and beyond for standing up for what he believes in and possibly changing some minds in power positions, too. So this was really cool to see. Uh, We also have a uh, listener meetup to highlight. Oh, hold on. Let me get my hero soap promo out of the way. Have you heard of my signature soaps? You could try Timberline Oral, but no, I'm just kidding. I do, <laughs> I do have a a meetup here in Charlotte. Um, I don't get. Was their buddy like fighting some MMA brother? It is looked, that what happened here? I might characterize this incorrectly. It, it, so there is there's a group of of friends and listeners in Charlotte, and their friend Anthony is in his first MMA fight. Now, I don't know what level of MMA this is. I gather it's his first fight, at least his first fight that's streamed or broadcast. But their friend Anthony's white and uh, yeah, they have a racist charcuterie is what's happening. Uh, yeah, kind of. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't I don't know what explains the food choice, but I'll get to that. And I don't even know who he fought. Did he fight? I don't know. Whatever. It had to be a black guy. Otherwise, this doesn't make any sense. Well, Anthony fought hard, ultimately lost the fight, though. I'm sure he'll be back to try again. And uh, when one of these partygoers decided to make fried chicken for the event's food choice, well, the rest of the partygoers decided to embrace the bit fully, and they brought watermelon and purple drink. Now, purple drink technically, I think, is chemically enhanced, is it not? It has robitussin in it. Okay. 
Wait, not Robitussin or like NyQuil. Help me out. If any black person is listening. Cough syrup, whatever. Yeah. Uh, This looks like plain old uh, grape soda to me, but maybe it was enhanced. Either way, I disavow the meal. It's very hateful. If you guys weren't smoking Swisher Sweets, this all means nothing. Of course. uh, Did you steal someone's bike? I, I before or after this come on uh do you have any thoughts about the bike theft story over the week i did a video on that yesterday but the the hoax bike theft that chick is a shit lib so I, I kind of am like well you get what you deserve you know like i'm sure she voted this in but n- never in the history of mankind has a woman been trying to steal a bike from five black men and it hasn't been the five black men trying to steal a bike from the well at six pregnant. months pregnant it would never be a happened. bold move there's just no as soon as i saw everyone's like calling her a karen i'm like uh she must have been freaking out seems seems so but you know she's Uh, a a libtard so you know she gets what she deserves anyway if you'd like to find friends who also enjoy grape crush that's the point i'm getting at uh and who maybe enjoy the show in your area as well you can check out the community page of the website mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community uh and as always all feds please fuck off when visiting mattchristiansonmedia.com slash community Okay, uh, next piece of news. Now, throughout the years, if you've listened to the show, I have tried to defend (laughs) the rights of women in politics. Okay, why the right to vote, the right to run for and to hold office, the right to be equals with men in how we make the decisions that shape our society. This is your own fault for for not listening to me. Well, it's it's. It's not either of our fault that women keep convincing me otherwise. And with it's all women's due, fault, yes. with all due respect to the blondes of the world, I'm not even diminishing your arguments. I'm saying there's often no argument against women's suffrage more conclusive and compelling than simply listening to unhinged leftist women talk. In this case, an unhinged leftist woman in the state legislature in Nebraska Nebraska is considering its own bill to stop child gender transition uh, hormones and surgeries. In fact, according to this report, after this particular episode, that bill was passed and will be signed by the governor into law. So not only was this insane, it was completely pointless, too. Uh, Like many other states, protesters occupied the Capitol in Nebraska this week to oppose the bill. During debate, Democrat State Senator Michaela Kavanaugh of Omaha used her time to repeat the chants of the protesters outside with increasing aggression till she was out of breath because this was the most strenuous workout she has completed in years. You're recognized to speak. Thank you, Mr. President. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. That's what they're saying out there. They're standing in a circle in the rotunda saying that over and over again trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people Hmm. trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people. that's interesting trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people you matter you matter and I am fighting for you and I will not stop. 
she must not have anything better to do. The irony of this is we do need trans people, but it's for the left to further their agenda. I don't need trans people. There's no reason ever in my life that I'll ever need a trans person ever. Well, you apparently have not heard the evidence from Elizabeth Warren that not just trans people, but trans people of color are the backbone of our society. Totally. Yeah. They're the backbone of the weird prostitution society. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to I'm going to refrain from the fraudulent blowy murder joke. I'm just going to move on. They are. Uh, what other function do trans people serve in society outside of like, you know, the, the weird prostitution? Thing? Uh, in terms of outlier things, it's that now. Uh, it, do they have some sort of unique function that they have all the same rights as everybody else? I'll grant that. Obviously, I'm not saying uh, that that they <laughs> I'm not saying any of the blonde things, but uh, do they have some You're special not thinking? Well, that's a shame. Do they have all? some special function that nobody else can fulfill? Of course not. That's that's ridiculous. They have um, a prostitution niche. They do. Yeah. They serve well, a function to the extent that we need fraudulent blowies. That's where they make their appearance. Okay. So we but, need trans people. We love trans people dude, in Puerto all Rico. day in my house. Yeah. I could not stop. <laughs> I actually grabbed my wife before the, before the stream and shook her gently. She's pregnant. I'm not being violent, but just <laughs> gently shook her. We love trans people. We need trans people. Trans These people belong people, here. They, they, they're histrionic. They like work themselves up into hysterics. Now doing stuff like this. That was the edited version. She actually did this for three minutes straight. And to the point what? I originally made, like, <laughs> am so I, long. am I, am I joking from what I was saying earlier? Am I sarcastic? Am I joking? Yeah, kind of. But also imagine if the country was run by women like this, uh, what, what would this, how fast would we become an actual shithole country if we aren't already there yet? Yeah. Gag. Maybe maybe it's, people, it, we're already there. Maybe people, women are doing stuff behind the scenes. Well, then Who I look, let this woman get out there and talk. Then I think, uh, well, who's who's running the show in D.C.? It's a bunch of people yeah, just like totally. this lady. So it, it's probably not much different after all. Whatever. But. This is men's fault. I'm going to become a total feminist about this. Behind every woman doing something like this is some is some boyfriend or husband that's not beating her enough. Where is Sean Connery? He would have fixed know. this by now. He would never bang her, though. That is the problem. <laughs> she's unbangable. She has. I did look it up. She has three kids and she's married. So to who? A guy. That's what I'm told. OK, whatever. Well. What's the transition here? Speaking of guys, I don't know. You know who has changed her mind about the country, though? That's Brittany Griner. Yes, the WNBA star, to the extent that such a thing is possible, has now returned to the American professional basketball court. Friday night was the season opener for the WNBA, and Griner's Phoenix Mercury visited the Los Angeles Sparks. Yes, those are real terms that have played for decades. <laughs> real, real terms. Real teams that have played for decades. Uh, nobody's ever heard of them, though. Anyway, Brittany Griner, uh, in fact, is now standing for the national anthem. She says after being stripped of her essential American freedoms for 10 months in Russian prison last year, the anthem now hits differently for her. So she's standing again, learning the lesson the hard way, apparently. But uh, it, it, of course, doesn't change the fact that nobody cares about the WNBA and nobody will care about the WNBA. You can always count on that. So despite the much anticipated return of Brittany Griner to the court and even actually Kamala Harris showing up to hype this event, uh, 
it only brought about 10,000 people to the crypto.com arena in LA. That's about half the arena's capacity. And so after the game, Phoenix Mercury head head coach uh, Vanessa, careful with the name Vanessa Nygaard, complained that LA did not show up in numbers large enough to support Brittany Griner. I mean, it was it was great, but like honestly, come on, LA. Like we didn't sell the arena for BG. Like I expected more, you know, to be honest, right? Like it was great, it was loud, but um, how was how was it not a sellout? Because your sport sucks and no one cares. When is the last time the WNBA had a sellout? Is the yeah. question? What, what are you Has talking that about? Ever happened? I can't believe that Joe Biden didn't come. Remember at the White House Correspondence Center, there was Biden saying, hey, Brittany Griner, you got to get me some tickets. You promised what he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> More important to be in Japan, giving planes to Zelensky, apparently. Got well, better anything, things to do. Literally anything is more important. Than that. I so guess I, that's I'm true. With, Even Brittany Griner on is one. lower on the totem pole than Zelensky. Yes. But uh, by the way, though, the 10,000 attendance is almost double WNBA average attendance. Last season, the average attendance was 5,600, which has actually steadily declined since the WNBA's inception in 1997. Mm. Yeah. Chicks are ungrateful. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I suppose so. That's, yeah. that's a fair way to put it. Um, well, you always have an appetite for the disgusting, and I certainly consider this scene to be disgusting. So, uh, dude, I could not stop thinking about this all day. This looked, he looked okay. like the Wicked Witch, exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a totally. You think of the Wicked Witch's legs or feet Just, sticking out from under <laughs> the house? That's what this guy's leg and foot is doing from under the light rail in Minneapolis I know, I know. over the weekend. Everybody was was saying that this was black on white crime. But like I looked at that guy, he, he's wearing high top Air Jordans. I was like, no freaking way. This dude is black. This is black on black crime. This yeah, was- I guess I saw that the suspect is believed to be black, but I guess I don't know uh, any. There's no details on the victim, right? Nothing as of a few hours ago. I forgot to check, even though I put a note here, check right before the show. But I um I don't think that we know who the victim is. Uh, but this happened last night um this guy was apparently fighting with another black guy if he was a black guy in front of the light rail train and then this this black dude like pushed him in front of the train immediately crushed like head body crush i don't even know if his lower body was still attached to his upper body because all you can see do you have the still of this up? up to the extent i can show it it's blurred out i can't i'm not risking showing any of the video dude because- it is so fucked up and then i saw this uh it, it got somebody videotaped it and it got retweeted and then it's just black people in the back like oh man that dude fucked up <laughs> and it's just his legs like sticking dude i i don't care what i'm do- whatever's going on if i'm there and i see that i'm going home that's it that's like, enough. all right that's it yeah i guess if you have to ride the train to get home it's really awkward though like what do you do in that spot yeah, i don't know i i just hope that this was somali on somali crime so i don't have to think about it anymore <laughs> okay <sighs> well in other episodes of urban decay uh we have the shoplifting in new york city as well as crime in general that that's been a persistent problem and an increasing problem driven primarily by a reduced interest and willingness to uh, prosecute it. Retail theft in New York City jumped 44% last year, (coughs) with uh, politician preferences moving towards so-called restorative justice. 
the idea that criminals need therapy and resources, not punishment for crimes. The approach is not working very well. Uh, It's reported that during last year's theft spike, 327 repeat offenders were responsible for 30% of the city's 22,000 thefts. So instead of just jailing these people, Mayor Adams has a bold new plan. Um, Since these criminals want so much shit, we should just give them some shit. That's the idea. So this plan has four basic features. First-time offenders get intervention programs instead of prosecution. This is hilarious. Retail employees will get de-escalation training because the problem, of course, isn't theft. It's that retail workers are escalating the conflict. Right. This plan will establish retail watch groups to share theft info with each other and the NYPD as though the problem is not reporting the thefts. And by far the best. This plan will install kiosks in stores to connect would-be thieves with social service programs. What? I want to. I want to. So st- they'll just. They'll just be like, "Oh, there's a kiosk there. Now I'm not going to steal stuff." Yeah. Uh, the kiosk. The kiosk will connect you with social services provided by the city, which of course is what all thieves want. They don't want the loot. They don't want. Uh, well, whatever. Whatever it is that they're stealing, they want a counselor provided by Mayor Adams. Uh, Of course, uh, the truth here is people who steal, they steal simply because they like to steal. And until you get serious about punishing them for stealing, they're going to keep stealing. So good luck. Stealing is Um, really fun. So I'm kind of with the black people on this. All right. Uh, (laughs) Recall a few weeks ago, Massachusetts Air National Guardsman Jack Teixeira Arrested and charged for leaking classified material on his Discord server. You were right about this guy. Uh, on Friday, he appeared in federal court. What were we right about? You were right. You said that, like, he has no honor and he did this for stupid reasons. So it doesn't well, matter that the outcome was good. Yeah, I, I'm not a. Well, as we'll get to in a moment, he's a complicated character, but I don't believe he's a, a benevolent actor necessarily. He's no Snowden. Right? Uh, yeah. He appeared in federal court on Friday. He was ordered to remain jailed until his trial with the judge reasoning he's a national security risk uh, to a list of people as long as the phone books, soldiers, medical personnel, even Ukrainian soldiers and personnel. Of course, we can't tolerate that. So the judge assessed the risk of releasing Teixeira on the basis of his prior communication. He said on his Discord server, Teixeira did, that he doesn't give an F what they say he can or can't share. And the Washington Post has now acquired new evidence. Apparently, they spoke with members of this Discord server or friends of Jack Teixeira. And they've uncovered, as part of this batch of information, video of Jack at the gun range with what looks like an SKS rifle making racist and anti-Semitic statements before shooting his gun. Now, Raja Mohan said, I had to censor some of this, but you'll get the idea. Scam, rape, and I'm Wow. What did he say? He said, Jay's scam, N words rape, and I mag dump. As in, oh, I, I spend okay. all the rounds in the magazine. That's just, that's just 4chan stuff. Well, there's no context given. It's a six okay, second. I, I don't clip. know what context could possibly surround it's, this that would make what he said any different. It's edgelord shit. You know it's what just I mean? Edgelord it's, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, but 
they want it. <laughs> they're saying a brief but illuminating glimpse into the online world of a 21 year old National Guard member. Okay. He was Whatever. It's just video game talk. Who cares? He was readying for what he imagined would be a violent struggle against a legion of perceived adversaries, including blacks, political liberals, Jews, gay and transgender people who would make life intolerable for the kind of person to share a profess to be an Orthodox Christian, politically conservative and ready to defend, if not the government of the United States, a set of ideals on which he imagined it was founded. So, yes, what a completely insane thought. Who would believe in an impending gay war for which you should prepare? Jack yeah, Deshera really. sure is a loon. Uh, my biggest problem with that video is that he's using what appears to be a cheap Chinese rifle. He should uh, uh -oh. he's got weak preps. He needs to step it up in that regard. But I'm sure that's probably not the the full extent of his collection. And I'm sure the feds are enjoying that collection now anyway. But the bigger problem here is hardly mentioned at all. It's not just the leaks by Teixeira, which we discussed at the time and I think are to be criticized because there's not really a way to argue he was doing something noble. He put them on a private Discord server yeah. to get cred with his friends. Yeah. Not to inform the American people of abuse or crime or anything like that. A bunch of people he didn't know either. He's like, ooh, don't tell anybody. So immediately everybody wondered, including us, well, who helped him? And the idea that he acted alone or at least that nobody knew about this seems almost impossible. Uh, apparently several in the guard did know about this in trying to keep uh, Teixeira imprisoned. The Justice Department said in a court filing on Wednesday that at least three times prior Teixeira's superiors caught him mishandling classified material in September and October last year. Teixeira was caught taking handwritten notes about classified information and pocketing it. His superiors gave him a cease and desist order, but didn't enforce it in any way. Two of those superiors have now been suspended pending investigation by the Air Force Inspector General. Not only was he not punished, but the New York Times reports he was actually awarded a certificate for completing additional training intended to prevent the unauthorized disclosure of classified information. So congratulations, Jack. That's what happens when you take classified information or he got caught like looking at classified. It information. sounds like he was looking at it, taking notes about it and or transcribing it and pocketing the notes. And he was caught okay, doing that. Yeah. Immediate discharge, right? They're just like, hey, man, please cut it out. But here's a certificate. Please stop. For your yeah. So even if Teixeira is a bad actor and I all joking aside, I think he is to the extent that there's no we can have debates about leaks. I don't see a, a quality principled reason for the leak here. And so I think mm -hmm. he's a bad actor to that extent. Um, but uh, I wouldn't count on the. Um, the bigger vulnerabilities in the military that are exposed by this episode to be fixed. And in that sense, I don't think a few more Jack drills at the range is all that bad of an idea. Yeah. You might, uh, you, you might, uh, follow his lead on that one. Anyway, um, one last update before we hop into the, uh, the bigger news of the weekend on Ukraine and on the debt ceiling and all that. But there was that, what was believed to be a political murder or killing in North Dakota of like an, an older drunk guy, a middle-aged drunk guy and a, a younger Trump supporting teen. We talked about this months ago when it happened. Yeah. So just a refresher, this is Shannon Brandt who's 42. Um, what happened was he drove his cars for Explorer into this teenager and knocked him down and then he backed up over over the kid and um his his torso and legs and, and and this is what killed him 
Then he left the scene of the crime and called 911. And on the 911 call, he says, like, I don't know, I'm scared. I think he was part of some kind of Republican extremist group. So he left the scene of the crime. <clears throat> so initially he was brought up um, on a class AA felony murder charge. But the DA just downgraded that to manslaughter. People are saying, like, it's not clear why those charges were downgraded. But what happened was a forensic examination has ruled this an accident, which is shocking to me because he backed up over the kid after he had run him off the street. And then he made that 911 call saying he was a Republican extremist. So the DA is like, well, we investigated it and there's um, there's no evidentiary support of this claim that uh, he even said that he was a Republican extremist or that they had some kind of altercation. It's like, but he said that on the 911 call after the incident. Did you see the quote from the DA in here? Uh, did I drop it in here? She said, uh, trans people belong here. We love trans people. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> Damn you. Yeah. Uh, she looks exactly uh, the same. It looks like the same woman. You're just awful. You're awful. We need trans people. Uh, I, didn't so I, don't make, know. I, mean, I didn't cut that out and make it into a sounder for abuse. Thank I'm God. Sorry. it's it, You can't do it. I, yeah. I totally forgotten about this case. Um, but yeah, downgraded to manslaughter because they're saying the um, the investigation proved that it was. And an it's accident. a plea, so he's going to plead guilty to this. And do, yeah. do we know what kind of uh, sentence he faces? He's not going to get serious time. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as we approach the debt ceiling deadline, and all of DC fights about exactly how much money to waste, there is, of course, rarely a debate about maybe saving a couple of bucks. Um, those precious devalued dollars that is by not funding the war in Ukraine or at least reducing the amount that we do or, you know, whatever corrupt unaudited sideshows the money and resources are going to. Well, uh, we looked in between the couch cushions and found another $375 million for Ukraine this week, right after <laughs> Zelensky once again, easily left his desperate war zone to come collect another stash of weapons from Biden at the G seven meeting in Japan. So that's ammo, artillery, armored vehicles, training resources, and more as part of this package. But it's um, uh, it's it's the it's the more part of that that is the bigger headline this weekend. So after opposing giving Ukraine fighter jets since the war's inception, Biden has now changed his mind and supports giving Ukraine F-16 fighter jets. As the AP headline describes it, Ukraine, um, well, Ukraine handled it like a something like a persistent man handles his uh, flirtatious love interest woman quote, how the U S helping Ukraine acquire F 16 F 16s shows that for military aid, no can become yes. So in any other context, the authors of this headline would say that's rape. Ukraine raped the U S into giving them uh, F 16s. But since it's Ukraine, you just spread them wide open. They need the F 16s hand them over. Uh, so far, U.S. officials have provided no details on exactly how this will work, when Ukraine will get these planes, how many, or even who will supply them. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, over the weekend, uh, or actually speaking this morning, would not rule out the possibility that the U.S. will supply the planes directly. Even though Biden and company have always rejected the idea prior, citing concerns it would be an escalation in the war or that Ukraine could use these planes offensively in Russian territory. Instead, we've opted for defensive weapons like air defense systems. Now, why exactly Biden and company have changed their mind now is not clear. 
but we've also done this with Patriot missile batteries. First it was no, then yes. Same with our tanks. First it was no, then yes. Now apparently with the fighter jets too. First no, then yes. The, uh, the only thing that we know for sure is that Zelensky gave Biden his word. Zelensky uh, gave Biden the, the quote, flat assurance that F-16 fighter jets won't attack Russian territory. And uh, of course, if you can't trust Zelensky and you can't trust one of the uh, world's most corrupt countries, if you can't take them at their word, I mean, who can you trust? So we're just supposed to believe that. And it's, um, well, it's very weird how we constantly hear that Ukraine is improbably kicking Russia's ass, but also Ukraine needs more stuff, bigger stuff, better stuff forever and always simultaneously crushing the Russians and in desperate need of reinforcements. Uh, the infinite money pit continues uh, awesome. in one of the world's most corrupt countries. It's very weird, but uh, I'm sure the planes will be just what the doctor ordered to end all of this. The planes are well, finally going to finish the job. That's true. Yeah. And I'm kind of fine with this because we have no domestic problems that need our attention. And this money couldn't possibly go to a better use in our own country. So we'll get to that fine. in a minute. We got our domestic fiscal policy negotiations and a deadline looming. Um, fucking crooks. But really, what could go wrong here, of course, because <laughs> Biden has Zelensky's assurance. What more do you want? And and Biden has a great track record with foreign policy decisions. Remember the Afghanistan withdrawal debacle, the impromptu skydiving, the suicide bombing of 13 U.S. soldiers and Marines, the outfitting of the Taliban with billions of dollars worth of sophisticated weaponry, and this isn't even the first time anymore. Remember the last time that Biden mistakenly killed 10 innocent people in a drone strike in Kabul that he said was a car full of terrorists, but it turned out to be a bunch of kids all in the same yeah. family. Whoopsie. Now he's done it oh, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got those exactly. Al Qaeda terrorists. Oh, wait, it was a sheep farmer guy. I don't I will never find out what kind of intel they were operating under, but U.S. military officials are even walking back this claim that this strike in Syria killed an influential Al Qaeda figure. Um, so what normally happens after after we kill somebody that's uh, high level or even low level in Al Qaeda is a bunch of people, uh, pissed off Muslims come out and they're like, oh, we will get you. We will kill. We will spill blood on American soil. So like not a word from Al Qaeda on this one. No Muslim support. And then um, his family members and people in the town came out and they were like, Yo, this was like a standard sheep farming dude. He woke up every day, drank his tea with his family. He had 10 kids. He went to mosque and then he he just did sheep shit like all day, every day. That's exactly the same thing. He had no ties to Al Qaeda. He had no extremist viewpoints. Um, and even people from these international jihadist organizations and intelligence groups um, could not find anything online in his personal history or otherwise that suggested that he was active with or in any way associated with Al-Qaeda. So straight up murder, a standard dude going about his business. Um, and then like, like what possible evidence were we, were we working with? Well, in fairness, my sources say he was in Patriot front. So <laughs> we got him. Got him. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> 10 kids. It's not just that they make mistakes. It's that they brag up front. Oh, we got that terrorist once again. Yeah. Oh, oh, whoopsie. And then JK. you, you got to walk it back. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've got to think how many times they've uh, done this. And then the person has been 
not really some kind of international threat. Well, <clears throat> hold on. Saddam Hussein. Uh oh, it's happening. Sorry, frog in my throat. Well, let's talk the excitement of the debt ceiling. Hold on, I got to find my place here. Why can't I can't even see? I got old man eyes now. Apparently, what the? F there we go. You know, I'm about to make fun of Biden and Fetterman for their uh, lack of, well, and Diane Feinstein too for their lack of uh, abilities as they age. And here I am. I can't even find the right tab. But uh, yes, as Biden returns from Japan, we are now a week and a half away from the June 1st debt ceiling deadline. As in, if Congress and the president don't agree on a plan to raise the debt ceiling, this country risks defaulting on its debt. And I am not interested in comparing the painful details of the plans from congressional Republicans and the president in general, congressional Republicans want to reduce spending from the suicidal levels of today to the merely insane levels of 2019 and prior Biden wants to keep riding the crazy train with no spending cuts at all. As Congressman Andy Biggs put it a few weeks ago or explained a few weeks ago, Democrats plan for a $52 trillion national debt in 10 years. Fiscally conservative Republicans are planning for a much more responsible $47 trillion. So that is what is at stake here. But I do find Biden's framing hilarious. He posted his select details of his plan on Twitter earlier today. He says, I'm the reasonable one. I'm compromising. I'm proposing both spending cuts and increased revenues as in raising taxes. But the graphic he shared uh, shows his supposed spending cuts are also just tax increases. So eliminate tax subsidies for oil and gas companies. That's that's a tax increase. We could debate now. Do they deserve a subsidy as we could debate that policy? But you're talking that's not cut spending. That's tax increase. OK. Eliminate real estate loopholes. In other words, tax increase. But he's saying that's a cut. Eliminate cryptocurrency trading tax loopholes. In other words, tax increase. The only cut he's proposing, at least on this graphic, is cutting handouts to big pharma. That's $200 billion in savings. Well, who did the handouts to big pharma worth $200 billion that we can now save? Because I recall... A series of vaccine mandates. Oh, not don't long ago. even say it. Those are coming off the books now. What savings? <laughs> Nobody has done a bigger handout to Big Pharma in the history of the country than this guy. And he puts it out as point one of the cuts that he's making. The the audacity of this guy. But um, what's really interesting, at least to me, is Biden floating his um, his tried and true strategy. So. He's done this several times. I'm just going to do something completely unconstitutional and make them stop me. So he's done this in several contexts, including, well, the vaccine mandates that we just discussed. Uh, he did the uh, eviction moratorium. There have been other episodes, but he's just going to present some dubious reading of the Constitution and say that it justifies any need he has and any convenience uh, that he's looking for. So for weeks, activists have urged Biden to raise the debt ceiling unilaterally based on some magical presidential power they read into the 14th Amendment, which, of course, is king of the penumbras. It's home to the due process clause that's been interpreted to mean pretty much everything you want. You want a constitutional right to anal sex? 
Boom. <laughs> Penumbras of the 14th Amendment. You want a constitutional right to abortion? Boom. 14th Amendment. Due process clause. Pretty soon it's going to be constitutional mandate for tranny surgeries. It's not even optional anymore. It's not a right. It's a mandate from the, the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. But um, Biden was in Japan and he says he's looking at the option. He says, quote, I think we have the authority. The question is, could it be done and invoked in time? As in, I'm just going to raise the debt ceiling without Congress because the 14th Amendment says I can. Now you look at the the language of Section 4, which is kind of an obscure piece of the 14th Amendment, at least not an often litigated piece of the 14th Amendment. And it reads in part, quote, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law shall not be questioned. Now, of course, like everything else in the context of the 14th Amendment, we have to remember its purpose or its mm. it, where it why was it ratified in the first place? Why was it written? Why was it ratified? Now, we're supposed to believe that all the amputees after the Civil War decided, nope, there's a constitutional right to an abortion. We're just not going to we're not going to mention that. But that's clearly what we mean in this case, even though they're clearly writing to say that as a condition of joining the union, southern states have to participate in the in the paying of the union's debt after the Civil War. You can't deny that. You can't reject that. You want you're coming back into the union and you're a party to paying back that debt. That's what Section 4 of the 14th Amendment is all about. And, and so no court has ever interpreted this clause to mean that the president can simply raise the debt ceiling on his own because that's plainly not the language or the context of the of uh, of the amendment. And frankly, the I don't penumbras. even understand. <laughs> I haven't checked the penumbras. You're right. But I don't even understand how they possibly interpret this authority. The clause says the validity of the public debt of the United States, quote, authorized by law. That means only law determines the country's debt. Only Congress passes law. If the president makes up, if he just makes up the debt ceiling, that's not authorized by law. That's the president making it up. Now, reading this clause this way would also deny the, the power of the purse that is clearly Congress's power in every other context. Article 1, Section 8 in addition to other constitutional clauses, uh, Congress shall have the power to pretty much all the financial business of the country, including to pay the country's debts. Now, this is increasing the debt limit here. Granted, we're not necessarily paying the debts, strictly speaking. But managing the country's debt is Congress's power, clearly, constitutionally speaking. Furthermore, nobody is questioning the national debt. The, the validity of the national debt shall not be questioned, the amendment says. Well, now Congress is saying, they're not denying the national debt. They're saying it's very real, actually. We would like to slow down the growth of that national debt if we could. They're not saying we deny its existence and refuse to repay it. In fact, at least ostensibly, they would very much like to repay it if they could. Um, and then just the last question. If the intent of the 14th Amendment was for the president to raise the debt ceiling on his own, why have we been doing it wrong for the century and a half since? Why haven't the constitutional scholars alerted us and instructed us that unchecked presidential power to handle this was actually the intent? Why are you guys wasting time with passing a law? Why are you wasting time in Congress when the 14th Amendment clearly instructs the president to handle this on his own? So uh, Biden would that have constitution to... protecting you. Well, mm -hmm. uh, that's why you swear an oath to it. And that's why treason was uh, punishable by things. But. That's separate. You can't even say it. It's so ridiculous. 
And Biden would have to be a complete moron to try this because it's almost guaranteed to be struck down by the Supreme Court if he tried to unilaterally raise the debt ceiling. In the time that it would take for that to happen, as in the Supreme Court to uh, to hear the matter and decide the matter, the debt ceiling deadline of June 1st would pass, creating the default situation that they're warning about. Biden would be the clear political scapegoat for claiming he had a power that he didn't have. Presumably fucking around and finding out is how that would go. <laughs> but the fact that it's so moronic to me means he probably will actually try it. Uh, yeah, definitely. But I don't know. Um, I, I think the the simple answer here is the parties are going to come together with some agreement that propels us further into a hilarious multi-trillion dollar debt that nobody's ever paying back anyway, predicated on the idea that we can fight inflation with the same government spending that keeps fueling inflation. Uh, and yeah, the lack of basic economic knowledge by the average American allows this to happen too. And I freely admit my, uh, my own general ignorance on how this would play out, but given solutions like these, like unending unaccountable government spending, if that's the solution is default really such a terrible option. No, I don't. I don't think so. People are like, oh, the results would be catastrophic. So is uh, spending in perpetuity at this level. It's going to cause hyperinflation. We can't just keep spending like this. Trillions of dollars. That's that's not even a quant. It's barely quantifiable in our minds. I know that both options have their consequences. I guess it's just a question of do you want reality to punch you in the face really hard once, or do you want to take, you know, a hundred gut punches over the course of an hour? I'm kind of yeah. Let, let's do it. Let's I'm just, more the, just punch me in the face, man. Yeah. I want to get smacked into reality and then I'll assess the damage on the other side. Oh, we're going to be I screwed. Know. I mean, it's not like this is going to be easy or anything like that. I'm under no delusions. Maybe I'm coming around to support Biden. He is the candidate to have reality <laughs> punch me in the face. Maybe I need to. He's the one we needed. Get my uh, philosophy and my principles squared away before I discredit this man any further. All right, uh, let's talk a little John Fetterman before the top of the hour, because, of course, if we have problems with finance and banking and all, John Fetterman is our guy. This is so painful. Okay, so let's, let's just watch it. He's Well, I have an intro. It, just like our solution to our national debt, I'm going to make this as long and painful as I possibly can. This week, uh, well, John Fetterman is, is back in the Senate, of course, as we've been chronicling. This week, the former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank appeared before the Senate uh, Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs to answer questions about the bank's collapse in, was that March or April? I forget the date, but a few weeks or months ago when Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Supposedly, um, this clip is Fetterman suggesting that banks that get bailed out should have strict conditions applied to them, just like Republicans want to do with work requirements for uh, receiving federal welfare benefits. Is, is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that, uh, the, that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and, and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved. By no, again, by no matter, no matter by, by how, you know, so it, it's, it's, you know, isn't it appropriate that the, those kinds of, the, this kind of control should be more stricter to prevent this kind of thing from going? 
Or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how, how there's their conduct is. But how shouldn't things really be more stricter when you think about it? Oh, you gotta feel for the guy. Now, in fairness, I, I have cut that clip for time. He does go on to explain this idea that at least as well as he can explain this idea that in exchange for bailouts, banks should have strict conditions applied to them. There is yeah, more to and that. And it was clip. totally elucidating what he said later. He, yeah. He suddenly articulates it very clearly. Um, and this is not to give the impression that I'm a big fan of Silicon Valley bank executives or bank executives really in general, but I guarantee you as many problems as the banks have and the finance industry and all of their government regulators and all this, all of that, it, putting John Fetterman in charge of that industry would make it astronomically worse. And, and Fetterman defenders on Twitter were saying, oh, yeah, well, you know what he means. Talk about the policy. First of all, I, I don't really know what he means when I listen to that clip. It's, it's very hard to decipher, actually. Yeah. But second, you want to talk about conditions for bank bailouts. Here's a condition. Stop doing them. How about <laughs> instead of strings yeah. attached, no. we just yeah. cut all the strings, including the financial strings. How about that? Yeah, really. And um, how about bad decisions by banks get punished by the market and letting them fail? And yes, that does put the American consumer at risk. But the other side of that is on the other side of this correction, perhaps consumers will learn to be a little more scrutinizing, a little more careful with their financial decisions. They will reward good actors in the industry. They will punish bad actors who put their assets at risk and will stop making reckless decisions with the expectation of a government reward every time a reckless decision is made. Exactly. People, bank, the banking system used to be almost entirely unregulated. In the area, in the era of the Ponzi scheme, um, there was basically no enforcement after, after what happened. People that are investing their money, they need to um, be more educated about, about how they're going to be able to retain their finances. Like they, have, they seem like to have no idea that about fractional reserve banking. I don't think the average American even knows what that is, right? Like the bank doesn't have all of your money. Do uh, yeah. Know that? Well, we've that's you learned that lesson the hard way at Silicon Valley and others. <laughs> um, the bank might not, but Janet Yellen sure does. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Really? She just makes it up. <sighs> Did you see this Washington Post reporter? Yeah. So a, a reporter there, what got in trouble or got caught, uh, presenting Fetter, quoting Fetterman as though it was uh, a nice clean quote when in fact the video was incoherent. Yeah. It was Jeff Stein from the post. This is the quote that he tweeted from Fetterman supposedly. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we bail out your bank? Republicans seem to be more preoccupied with snap requirements for hungry people than protecting taxpayers that have to bail out these banks. That is supposed to be a John Fetterman direct quote from the blubbering madness that we just listened to. Um, then he blamed Fetterman's office and said, like, well, they gave that quote to me and I just couldn't check it against the transcripts because I'm some kind of retard and I'm not an actual journalist or whatever. Well, yeah, then that's he deleted the tweet. That's hilarious. They, they sent me they sent me a transcript. You didn't watch the video. You're telling me you did not watch the video. Yeah, that's that's the admission. You just got caught doing the bidding of Democrats. And now you're you're trying to. Say, uh, yeah. CYA behavior. I followed my standard operating procedure, which is <laughs> regurgitate whatever they send me. And I can't yeah. believe it backfired. Or they'll tell everybody I'm a pedophile or whatever. Ah, well, maybe that's the explanation. You probably figured it out. Some of these people are being blackmailed, right? 
I'd like to think they are. I'm like, are they operating of their own accord? That makes it even worse. I can't speculate about that. Uh, but that wasn't the only Fetterman episode. He showed up for a press conference on the debt ceiling on Thursday with fellow Democratic senators, all of whom were dressed in customary suits, except for Fetterman, who showed up in his Carhartt hoodie and his gym shorts. Reason We're here for one simple reason. President Biden needs to consider using the 14th Amendment uh, if necessary. The entire GOP debt ceiling negotiation is a sad charade. And that's exactly what's wrong about what's wrong in Washington. We're playing with the livelihoods of millions just so the GOP can just turn the screws against uh, hungry Americans. This is the whole reason why the 14th Amendment exists. Dude. First of all, raising the debt ceiling is not the whole reason the 14th Amendment exists. As I've already explained, anal sex and abortion those are the reasons that the 14th Amendment exists. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Take a constitutional law class, dude. We get it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it, 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 even the premise here, though, the livelihoods of millions depend on this. OK, if the livelihoods of millions depend on the federal government, we are doing it wrong. That was never the intent. The federal government is supposed to protect livelihoods, not provide livelihoods. Anyway, that I'm getting into the technicalities. This is really about the hoodie and the shorts. I don't want to get distracted <laughs> here. I've not seen a formal explanation for Fetterman's lack of formal attire. Presumably it has something to do with his ongoing depression treatment, that this is his happy outfit or something like that. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to hide his neck lump. <laughs> I, I hate he, this guy, but this, this is it's painful to watch. It's, it's I, painful to watch like it's painful to watch Biden. I thought like he got his people, lump taken care of, though. Didn't he get he did. He's lump got reduction start. surgery while he was at Walter Reed? Lumpectomy, yeah. yeah. Um, I, but I, I feel for people that are that don't have the mental capacity to do this job, but they're made to do it anyway by bad actors. Oh, just wait. Even we'll get to though, Diane Feinstein. There's know, no way you have sympathy for Even though they used to be... No, fuck that bitch. Um, even though they used to be bad actors, I still like sometimes look at Biden and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? Not Feinstein. Like though, I said, no women in, in politics. All right. Well, why do I have I, I have sympathy for Fetterman? I have sympathy for Biden. No sympathy for Feinstein. Uh, yeah, gee, I wonder. That's really weird. I, somebody could probably come up with an explanation for that. Do you think it's the woman thing? I think it's the something thing, but I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> I lost my place. I have. Uh, oh, yeah. Fetterman defenders. Okay. So the uh, the Fetterman defenders are pushing this picture of uh, of Ted Cruz. He, in the Capitol wearing gym attire. See, it's the same. Ted Cruz does the exact same thing. Yes, Ted Cruz is literally leaving the Capitol gym in this photo. And, and John, it's because he shit his pants. That's why. Everybody knows. That. <laughs> yeah. And John Fetterman is at a formal policy press conference. So if you can show me a picture of Ted or any other non-Fetterman member of Congress in a similar look at a formal press conference in the last ever, I will grant the point. <laughs> The lengths people will go to to pretend this is normal behavior is hilarious. Ideology can blind everything. And I know this tweet is from one of those paid DNC kids. So it's not purely ideology here. There's Oh, they're so annoying. Yeah. God. Uh, but but speaking of uh, blinded by ideology, Diane Feinstein's missing eye. We uh, or whatever the hell's going on with her. They're saying she has facial paralysis or something. But she got shingled to death. 
something like that. There's another report out that says her condition is way worse than anybody even knows, which I can tell is pretty bad just looking at her face. But we mentioned last week that Diane Feinstein also returned to work, apparently confused about who she is, where she was, what she's doing before she was wheelchaired uh, back into the Senate to cast crucial Judiciary Committee votes to get similarly incompetent people onto the federal bench. Well, the whole time I've been wondering uh, why is why is she clinging to power so desperately? Why do Democrats care so much? Because she could leave that seat tomorrow. This isn't like some battleground state or some it, 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 like if uh, if if John Tester in my state left the Senate, then our Republican governor would replace him, and that's a bad thing for Democrats. This is California. Gavin Newsom would just appoint another Democrat. Nothing would change. In fact, Democrats would probably gain power since they have newfound basic adult abilities in that seat. <laughs> well, of course, just because California is a one party state doesn't mean there isn't a intra party conflict. So according to a new report in Politico this week, Feinstein is being held in her seat with the help of Nancy Pelosi in service to Adam Schiff. Oh. So. One of Feinstein's caregivers is Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Nancy Corrine Prouda. Corinne, I think. Oh, sorry. Corinne, yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has, of course, has endorsed Adam Schiff to replace Dianne Feinstein in the next election. Pelosi, of course, loves Adam Schiff, handpicking him for Intel Committee chair when Democrats had the majority. So if Feinstein were to leave early, Gavin Newsom has already pledged to replace her with a black chick to serve the rest of the term. Now, it's highly awesome. likely that would be Barbara Lee, Congresswoman from Oakland. Barbara Lee is also running for Dianne Feinstein's seat in 2024. <laughs> so if Feinstein retires, it would help Adam Schiff's chief opponent. And since Nancy Pelosi loves Adam Schiff, she's working hard to stop Feinstein from dying. That's why. It's all like Pelosi versus Newsom. Barbara Lee, it's it's that, that battle. That is so messed up. Do you yeah. think that she's supplying the virgin blood to Feinstein? Yeah, I don't know who's blending the babies for her yeah. morning breakfast, but it's probably Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Diane Feinstein had another hilarious quote with a reporter. No, what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time voting. You, oh don't, my you God, don't know, I know anything. It was a slate reporter. Um, and uh, he was like, uh, how are you doing? And she's like, or how are you doing since you left or since your return? And she said, no, I haven't been gone. Uh, you should follow the, I haven't been gone. I've been working. And then he's like, well, were you working from home? And then she got all mad. She said, no, I've been here. I've been voting. Please. You either know or you don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I guess I Diane. don't know. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Well, I look forward to, more episodes, more painful episodes of Feinstein and Fetterman and company coming from the Senate in the coming months. Are you? This is just, I don't know. I guess I should just think it's funny. You kind of have to. Yeah. You got to you got to view it through the clown world lens, because if you take any of this too seriously, it is rather depressing. But uh, we're past the top of the hour, so we should check in with our chatters and then we'll get back to the uh, Jordan Neely, Daniel Penny, Al Sharpton eulogy update out of new york so Al Sharpton. over on uh, rumble rocky mountain monk says we've lost colorado springs to the dark side our newly elected mayor is a nigerian-born progressive who pledged to improve public safety by expanding the police department 
through the recruitment of women and underrepresented minorities. I'm guessing I'm spending this summer looking for land in Wyoming. Well, Wyoming's sweet. So enjoy. I don't know what to say. My brother used to live in Colorado Springs. I'm like, they lived in the nicest neighborhood and you still would see bums digging in their trash. They've got to have <laughs> the to, worst bums. He had to protect his garbage cans. No, I mean, there's nothing you can do, but like hmm. you live in the nicest neighborhood in the entire city and you still, you still have bums. Well, it's going to get way better once women and underrepresented minorities are on the police force. Antisocial Grunt says, thank you both for the lols. It's my wife and my first uh, anniversary as a married expecting family. And you have been a big cornerstone in our weekly chats. And it's uh, how sweet. Also, it's not against the law. Well, I'm not prepared. Let me (laughs) let me find uh, what's her name? LaDonna. I forget. Or was it just it's not against the law. Fuck you. It's LaDonna, right? Yeah, LaDonna. Uh, we love LaDonna. If you're watching LaDonna, please come on our show. LaDonna was invited to the stream. That invitation is open. She can. It's, it's any open. day. Yeah. Anytime. You uh, dog eating mother. <laughs> JD 1492. Uh, backhand nationalism. Is this? The, well, this is the philosophy that would take care of the uh, trans people belong here lady. Right. You know. I mean, at some point I have to choose. I know that I people get impatient with me hanging on to my pro liberty ideals, but maybe life is a choice between trans people belong here tyranny or backhand tyranny. If you're going to pick it, going to pick one, you got to accept backhand tyranny, don't you? You do. I mean, tyranny closer to the truth is better than tyranny farther away. Maybe you take the steps that you can get in pursuit of the ultimate goal. (laughs) But that lady is as far away from the ultimate goal as possibly exists. Oh, laughing boy says just let people defend their property and watch petty theft dry up it's okay to be a bad guy well uh, to the extent that we have government and police forces refusing to pursue justice in that way justice is still going to get pursued and it did in cases like uh daniel penny and jordan neely as we're, we're about to talk to and yeah you remove police it doesn't uh that doesn't make the need for policing crime to go away. It just means yeah. that people have to become impromptu policemen. And exactly. then you'll see what sort of enforcement you get. Haughty Twerkman says Carhartts <laughs> are the clothes of working man and make Fetterman uh, totally relatable. Is that what they're going for? Hey, that guy wears a Carhartt hoodie like I do. I will say that I still buy Carhartt clothes, even though, even though they bitched out that one time about something. They did. Everyone was pissed at them because they had a vaccine mandate at the company and then they refused oh, to back yeah. off of it. Yeah. They are the only company that makes my husband's pant size, which is 36 by 36. And his pants are still always too hmm. short. They are. Uh, they. I share the annoyance with them on that policy. I will also say that their products tend to be pretty good. They're very good. They last so, a long time. Yeah, that was frustrating. But uh, mm-hmm. now that they're fed. Well, I don't know. Do they have a deal with Fetterman yet? Is there an official <laughs> endorsement? Or is he just repping them for free? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, we're good on Rumble. Let's see. Okay, I'll, be, uh, I'll come back to Odyssey when you're finished up. Sit tight sure. on Odyssey, guys. Thank you. Zords. It's funny to me how common discourse refers to conservatives as the right. Today's conservatives are no different than yesterday's liberals. Show me one conservative politician who wants to revoke the gays' rights or uh, to marry or repeal the 19. That's true. Yeah repeal the 19th definitely a a, spicy take a rare position i think that um 
you might be it's unsatisfied not that rare with if it. everybody's being honest. I think the the closest you'll get is a lot of people uh, wanting these to be states' issues to decide, which is correct. Uh, the question is, what would you do in your state if you're determining the policy? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I agree that uh, that today's conservatism is would be in many ways flaming leftism from uh, well. Today's conservative conservatives would have been flaming leftists in the past. Yeah. 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 Um, Zors conservatives fight to put out all these fires, but do nothing to rebuild that which was lost. At some point we have to ask, what is it? What is it we're trying to conserve? And at some point the answer will be nothing but ash. I think we're, we're there. What are we trying to conserve? Here? Ukraine. Duh. <laughs> I know I'm in. <laughs> and trans it's people. So we much need in them, common. Yeah, we, and we love them. And they deserve to be. They belong here. here. Oh, okay. That's don't forget the chant. Yeah. Okay. Don't. I don't. I got it. I got it. Mr. Harry Pohl. Next Wednesday is the eve of St. George Day, his third year of sobriety. Did I read that right? Am I having a stroke? Diverse American yeah, youths. Yeah. Hold on. He's been sober since uh, May 2020. George Floyd has. Okay. We'll celebrate with funky banana dances and $20 gifts. I'll read that. Yeah. And the chat will be ready. Uh, the best spicy yet tasteful jogger jokes. I can't wait. <laughs> no, he spelled it soberity. And so oh, I was, was like, yeah, I see. I was like, is there a word? I don't, I, I get really insecure and I'm reading this sometimes because I don't want you guys to find out that I'm actually dumb. Injured guardian, build up your families, arm yourselves, do not comply, protect the little ones. I don't care if I have to personally visit and bolster each one of the lower 48. We will not repeat 2020. I hate to disagree, but <laughs> we're going to exactly repeat 2020. What are you talking I, about? I do have my worries, injured guardian, though I admire your spirit and I think it's the correct yeah. attitude. I, but I have my worries, no doubt. I'll look to you for for leadership to uh, to come for me in those yeah. in those worries. Jeff Slut. Another great video, Matt. Here's a few dollars for your hard work. I'm sorry, Jeff. I shouldn't have said that. that yeah. What did Jeff do? Jeff didn't do anything. He, I just want to make fun of people's names. Ah, he was very nice and complimentary. And thank you for your compliment and for your support for the show. Appreciate it. Like that poor guy, Mac Grendel. And I, and he's like so nice. And I just call him my Grendel every time. Yeah. Poor Mac. He didn't do I anything bought, either. He didn't do anything. Yeah. I really Other than support the show. I bought Bian. No, no. Thank you so much. Uh, let's do. I am not going to be niggardly. You are not Bill Biz. Don't you love how Zelensky maintains that T-shirt battle-ready look when soliciting billions from other countries? He's ready. You never know. He might have to deploy immediately. He's just got a parachute drop right back into the battle any minute now. Um. Exactly. Should I do a few more? Uh. Yeah, we could. Uh. General Grievance Blonde and I once made hate after a twelve-hour workday. We stole a bike from a group of urban youths and weaponized our white tears when they resisted translation. Our bikes got stolen. I know. This is so preposterous. Like, I, this does not pass the smell test. Why is anybody falling for this? This is like that other time I saw a pregnant chick steal a bike from several black men. It happens all the time. Yeah, never. Yeah. That's never happened once <laughs> in the history of mankind, ever. General Grievance, another weekend gone, another weekend I forgot to send out an email to all the faggots in the Nashville area to get a meetup going. Oops, it's coming one of these days. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out, guys. Well, of course, uh, send us uh, some photos and your your racist meal of choice if that happens. Robin D. Banks, how come or how could they be more of a meme with City Bike Karen, the adhesive Americans stole her bike? Wait, I know. I'm not an elf. I'm not a goblin. 
I can't read that. And you've okay. been... Okay. You've been robbed. Okay. Okay, Robin. Oh, my God, bro. I think I understand what she's getting at. Uh, Danny from Montana. Thank I'll you, back to you, Robin. Let's circle back. We'll circle back. Okay. Well, let me get... Uh, let me catch up on Odyssey quickly before oh, right. we're finished Sorry. up here. Just a few. Uh, Mike Hawk... 420 Blazon, who has graduated from his last Odyssey chat of just the N-word spelled out 14 times. The Chosen will decide what us unchosen do. The only way to avoid it is not to play the game, but they will make it very difficult. Also, Don Lemon is an African-American homosexual. Well, that's <laughs> that's very polite. I think those terms are still allowed. Uh, are they? Uh, Mike also says, you bleeped fag out of the intro. I'm so disappointed. The... I used I, I I didn't do that before, but then uh, Raju Muhan took down my clip of Justin Long saying that from Idiocracy. So now I don't That's know so because lame. if I play that clip, I risk the entire stream being nuked. Even though that word, as I just demonstrated, is said with some degree of frequency on the stream. Mm, I guess yeah. I can say it or Blonde can say it, but Justin Long from Idiocracy can't say it unless you watch Idiocracy on YouTube and pay two ninety nine for it. Then Justin Long can say it. Speaking of, you recall the um, the Kim Gardner "I Will Remember You" bit from what was that last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. So the clips channel on which, whenever I have clips that I think are special and I want to hang on to, that one being one of them. Kim Gardner talking about getting that people want her to get shot in the head, and also that she's a p word, m word. I guess I can't say that. Raja Mohan says anyway the racist hate mail that she received YouTube took that down from my clips channel a tiny channel with no subscribers that nobody even knows about Why? where the videos are unlisted took it down gave that channel a strike and I appealed and said this is just clips from a 60 minutes episode that aired nationally they still upheld the strike and meanwhile the episode of the show where that was actually played still up ads playing YouTube making money off of it <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's pure nonsense. But that's why I bleeped the word in the intros because I don't know what Raja Mohan's going to do with it anymore. Yeah. Rowdy dude says purple drank or lean or lean is grape soda and cough syrup containing codeine and is it promethazine? How do I pronounce that? Uh, yeah. That I'm going with right. that. But uh, all right. We are all caught up on our chats for the moment. We'll come back to them at the end of the stream. Very much appreciated, guys. Thank you. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. All right. Back to the news. And um, and it was it was Moonwalker martyr Jordan Neely's funeral uh, on Friday in Harlem. And as is customary, Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy and lied his ass off. So Reverend Al said that Jordan Neely had no weapons and wasn't threatening anybody. And if he was impersonating Elvis instead of Michael Jackson, that's why it's because he was a black guy impersonating a black guy that this caused so many problems. If he was a white guy impersonating Elvis, just, you know, singing blue suede shoes while telling people he was going to kill them, then none of this would have happened. But if he was white Elvis Singing blue suede shoes or whatever. I don't. Even, I'm only like seventy five percent sure that's an Elvis song. Is that actually okay? Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to attract unwanted Elvis hate. Anyway, if he was Elvis guy singing Elvis song and black guys held him down, well then those black guys would never have been released from custody 
like uh, like Daniel Penny was. Here is Reverend Al. There was no weapons. There was no language. Nobody was threatened. And you grab them and put them in a chokehold. Two people hold, hold them down. If Jordan was impersonating Elvis Presley, if Jordan had been a different race, and they had him impersonating Elvis, and a black guy put Elvis impersonated in a chokehold, and two black guys held him down, they would not have let that black guy leave the precinct that night. Oh. Well, that has a but few... That is just... Everything about that is not true. That race-baiting piece of shit. God, <laughs> when is he going to die? Uh, well, how will... I mean, unfortunately, it's going <laughs> to... Let me back that off. I'm not saying unfortunately. Uh, he's lost a lot of weight, so he probably yeah. gained a lot of years on his life. Although I liked I fat That's Al Sharpton better. He was funny. He was more likable when he was fat, yeah. Well, bring that back. But I wonder, has anybody made more money off of dead black people than Al Sharpton? Maybe Ben Crump. Um, End of Abraham list. Lincoln. Oh, well, maybe old honest Abe, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but is that adjusted for inflation or are those still like $1,865? <laughs> adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways. Uh, no, and I just said anyways. God, I can't get it together tonight. Anyway. Does it bother you when people say anyways? I actually don't care. I know some people are very annoyed by that, which has rubbed off on me. Mm. As you mentioned. There are some factual inconsistencies with the things that Al Sharpton just said. How many witnesses are there? Like there are, there's so many witnesses and you know that 90% of them are far leftists because this was in New York. I was going to talk a little bit about Jordan Neely again, but I instead talked about a uh, bike Karen lady uh, and the, the hoax bike theft. But when I was looking at the Jordan Neely topic, I wanted to talk about New York, the New York times article where the New York times was wondering why nobody intervened to stop daniel penny which was a hilarious article but i was trying everyone to, was like thank you yes for that saving was, us that's part of it so i was trying to get a definitive accounting of how many witnesses there are and how many have said that daniel penny that they will they were thankful mm -hmm. to daniel penny i don't know what the count is but yeah there are several now who are, who are calling daniel penny a hero one emerged on thursday and she is speaking anonymously with the with the Washington or the uh, the New York Post, rather. And she says that she will testify on behalf of Daniel Penny if she gets that opportunity. And she knows what she's talking about. She's a 66 year old woman, which, of course, is Jordan Neely's preferred face punching demographic. So she was really <laughs> at risk in this situation, you know, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh and so she's saying she's calling him a hero and saying that that she's really uh, thankful that he was there. But the reason that this this article is important is because she's saying, as our prior witnesses, uh, that that Jordan Neely was threatening to kill people. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. willing to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> so he's kind of making generic threats. These witnesses say it wasn't like, yeah. hey, you, the, this specific guy, I'm going to kill you. It was generic. Like, I'm going to kill all y'all motherfuckers. Yeah. Something like that. You have other witnesses who spoke previously um, a week or so back saying similar things that that he was he was saying he would kill people on the train. He said, I'll kill a motherfucker. I don't care. You have multiple witnesses testifying to this threatening language. So that's a problem for what. uh 
for what uh, Al Sharpton was just saying. Now he said if if black guys had been holding him down, well, one of them guys was black, wasn't he? The, you've got Daniel Penny here on the left. This is sort of after they're trying to get him into a, or as they're trying to get it, uh, Jordan Neely into a recovery position. The guy who's helping on the right looks pretty clearly black to me, mm. but uh, that guy's not identified as far as I'm aware. You also have um, you can hear a guy off camera as this video is rolling complimenting Penny's chokehold saying, hey, that's that's a very good chokehold based on his knowledge from his wife's military experience. He says he says it's a hell of a chokehold. You tell me it sounds like a, a man of color speaking here. I don't know. For all I know, that's Prince William off camera, though. Couldn't tell. Yeah, really. It's he sounds Latino. I he I don't know. I, it sounds like a black guy to me, but obviously, I don't have a, an image to confirm. But the but Al Sharpton's case here that uh, it was nothing but racist white guys holding him down. Clearly not. Clearly not. And. Mm. Daniel Penny uh, is now offering his own commentary to explain how not racist he is. But this is his first personal commentary offered. He did have commentary through his lawyers previously, but now he has an interview with the New York Post over the weekend. I think it was smart to go to the New York Post. Hmm. That was smart. And this is kind of a mixed bag, the interview. I mean, I know we would all love him to come out and be like, that brother deserved it, but we're not going to get that. So let's just be happy with the stuff that he did. You got to be so very careful say. with statements like that when you're yeah. on trial for <laughs> manslaughter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's concentrate on what he did say. When asked if he would take action again in a similar situation, Penny nodded. He said, you know, I live an authentic and a genuine life. And I would, if there was a, uh, was a threat and danger in the present, um, then they asked uh, if he felt ashamed or did he feel he did anything to be ashamed of? And he said, I don't. I always do what I think is right. So great. Good for him. Um, that was good. You know, he wasn't like, I'm so sorry I did this. I'm sure his lawyer was all over this. I would think so. Yeah. Now the race stuff. OK, he said this had nothing to do with race. Fine. I judge a person based on their character. Also fine. I'm not a white supremacist. OK, I'm fine with all those things. And then he proceeded to discuss that he loves all cultures and that he was planning a trip to Africa. So there I was on my way to meet with my travel agent to arrange a very diverse trip to Africa. He says, yes. Okay. And then there are a bunch of pictures of him with like disaffected, I don't know, Guatemalan youth or whatever building. I don't know, building schools and all the stuff that you would expect. And he talks about how he loves all cultures and he travels and blah, 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 blah. Okay, now this is about Jordan Neely. I can tell you that threats, the menacing, the terror that Jordan Neely introduced to that train had already been well well documented. I don't think it's going to even be controverted. There are numerous witnesses from all different walks of life who have absolutely no motive to do anything other than to recount what actually happened. They're uniform in their recollection of events. So all in all, I think that this was a really good decision for him. It, 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 I, I can't imagine that a black person that thinks that he murdered somebody would read that and not feel like, oh, well, maybe I got it wrong. Well, I, I you have to go not just by what he's saying, but w- by what every single witness is saying. Obviously, we have yeah. the uh, the the video that doesn't show the lead up too. But if you can produce 
one witness who can tell me something to the opposite effect. And I looked for that when I was looking into this as a possible video topic earlier uh, on, on Thursday and Friday. And I found one witness forget which publication it was quoted in, but one witness talking about how, Oh, it was just so bad. What Daniel Penny was doing. I had to look away. I read more about this witness. This witness was not there at, at the onset. So this witness arrived at the scene as it was already in progress and had no context for why the old David Hogg didn't he? Yeah. You, they, this guy showed up with David Hogg timing and decided that Daniel Penny was not justified, but everybody yeah. I've seen who witnessed the, the start of the confrontation completely understood and indeed supported what Daniel Penny was doing. Correct. That's going to be a yeah, huge yeah. problem for the prosecution. If this gets to trial, if the legal standard is in part what a reasonable person would do, because they're going to have to show that Daniel Penny acted recklessly to support this man manslaughter charge. Part of what the assessment of recklessness is, is what a reasonable person would do in such a scenario. And if you have a list of a half dozen reasonable people all saying, not just I would do that if I could, but I'm very thankful that he did it. There goes your case. I don't know how. exactly, And they're not charging the other dudes. And that's its own question. Who are these guys? Why are they not charged with similar recklessness? Mm. Uh, something like, you know, some sort of manslaughter adjacent charge or assistance in manslaughter, whatever that would be. You know, I don't know the technical term, but it does seem weird that if, if Daniel Penny was clearly so reckless, a criminal recklessness. How are those guys not criminally right. reckless as well? And that's what was so funny about the New York Times article. I don't have it handy, but the whole premise was, how is it possible that all so many of these onlookers and they didn't intervene? Yeah, Why they do you all, think? Is it that they're all crazy or is that is it that you weren't there, Mr. Reporter yeah. guy? And they yeah, were exactly. the, this report was highlighting hilarious uh, activist signs that said things like arrest everyone on that train. I know that they're crazy activists, but the New York Times is indulging them. And it's such a hilarious mindset when it's like, OK, I'm looking at a scenario where everyone who was there has the exact same opinion definitively. And I wasn't there and I'm looking at it from afar and I'm thinking, no, no, it's not that I have it wrong as someone who wasn't there. It's that everyone who was there is, if not a murderer, some sort of murder enabler. Yeah. Everyone yeah. there, every single person, there's a bad guy except for me the good guy who was afar at the time. But if I was there, I would have saved the day. Delusional. Hilarious. All right. Uh, any other uh, things to know about the Daniel Penny interview? No, not really. I would suggest you guys read it, though. It was interesting. All right. Well, I have some... These might not be pure hoax hate, but they're hoax hate adjacent, and they have some twists. So let's get into it. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? As I mentioned, uh, of course, I would talk about the hoax bike theft scandal in New York, the, the, the nurse thing. We've talked about it throughout the evening, but if you want my full breakdown on that. I posted it yesterday, so I won't be talking. It would fit nicely into hoax hate, but it doesn't this yeah. evening. I yeah. posted about it yesterday. Check that out if you want to see it. But at first, uh, I thought that this particular story might be a hoax in multiple different ways. Maybe the kids are faking it. Maybe the teacher is faking it. But now the teacher has been arrested and faces multiple felony charges. <laughs> 
So the teacher's threats certainly appear to be real. How's this for a reversal of the typical arrangement? Headline, Jewish teacher arrested for threatening students who drew swastikas, police say. In Grafton, Wisconsin, this is north of Milwaukee, a Jewish seventh grade math teacher was arrested for making terroristic threats towards students who drew swastikas, according to this report, on a paper in his classroom. But there's another report I have that characterizes it a little bit differently. But here's a local news report um, which says that the teacher is now admitting to the threats. Well, this all took place in a seventh grade mass class at John Long Middle School. I spoke to a student who was in the classroom when his teacher, quote, traumatized the students in the room with multiple threats. Seventh grader Ethan Pulo says it started Friday morning when a student discovered a discarded piece of paper with swastikas drawn on it. The student then turned the paper into their teacher, who is Jewish, to report it. And then he kind of just picked up the piece of paper and went on a ramble about how it was like, like, that's bad and how that's a disgrace to his people. And then he started mentioning like the N-word and how that was worse uh, than writing the N-word on the wall. He has 17 guns in his basement and he's not afraid to use them. He said that his daughter was going to come to whoever did that, like to our house and like come with a baseball bat and like beat us up or something. In a statement to the school, <laughs> the teacher admitted to saying he would send his daughter to their homes with a baseball bat, go scorched earth on them and wished pain upon the students and their families. Oh. Like all these kids are supposed to be afraid of some tiny Jewess with a baseball bat. Well, it's a Who guy. No, it's a dude. I know. He said he's going to send his daughter. Oh, yeah. Sorry. OK. I thought you meant the teacher. Right. No, he's no, going to no. have his daughter be the henchman of enforcement. The hench. How bizarre is hench that? Girl of enforcement. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, so he did it. Well, this is so we have the confession that the reporter mentioned there. But according to the teacher, and this is in a, another local news report. The subheading here, police say the teacher who is Jewish alleges he became angry after he found a notebook featuring swastikas. So this isn't even a case of the kids playing some prank like, haha, draw a swastika and put it on the teacher's desk. Or this is why I'm confused, because in that news report, they made it sound like some kid found it and reported it to the teacher. But police are saying, according to the teacher himself, he just found a notebook featuring swastikas and then went rage mode on these kids who cares if so, true just chill out man well you would think that you're gonna have to put up with a little bit of uh, juvenile behavior if you'd like to teach seventh grade anything uh, uh scribbled swastikas are you know i i don't know that uh i don't know that that merits uh scorched earth threats in response but that's why this teacher is facing terroristic threat criminal charges I'm going to stick my daughter after you. What a pussy. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys straight to the showers, he said. Get the hell out of here. That's that's how mad How he come was. you can say that and I can't I say I don't know. I feel like I testing know. Raja Mohan lately. I, just I know. It's tempting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's another one. Uh, in Orlando, police say they got a call about a suspicious incident early Wednesday at about 4 a.m. Somebody that Jewish had, teacher's been really busy. Yeah, he was so pissed off. He he drove all the way down to Orlando from Milwaukee. Kill all the faggots. <laughs> I know it was them. Well, someone had posted on a construction message board, quote, kill all gays. 
Local news reports that the person who first captioned this photo or captured this photo rather is named Ryan Wood. But shockingly, this episode has become a feature piece for Carlos Guillermo Smith, who just so happens to be a gay man running for Florida State Senate. Wednesday, just before four in the morning, Orlando police say they got a call about a suspicious incident in Lake Nona. It turned out to be about a construction traffic message board, but there was no message about construction or traffic. The glowing letter spelled out a hateful anti-gay message instead. Ryan Wood captured and shared this photo with us showing the sign near Lake Nona Boulevard in Nemours Parkway. When Carlos Guillermo Smith, a candidate for Florida Senate, saw this, he spoke out on Twitter immediately. This terrible message of hatred uh, a promise of violence against LGBTQ people is not only disgusting and alarming, but unfortunately, it's a sign of the hate and the division that has really taken hold in Florida. Whatever. You know, it's disgusting having to hear about the parade of cocks in you guys' asses like 24 <laughs> 7. I'm so sick of it. Like, oh, just if, even if this is true, just get over it. Have you get have over you, it? Have you looked at your calendar? No, it's uh, happening. <laughs> but February just happened. Another thing is happening again. Uh, yeah. Pride Month is coming. We're a week and change away. But this year you have the debt ceiling and you also have International Felon Day on June 1st. So perhaps we'll be relieved of Pride Month by having feds raid our house and shoot us dead. Oh, which, awesome. You know, I have that to look forward uh, the to. The sweet escape of death. Hmm. But uh, to your point. If you saw like if I saw a, a traffic sign that said um, kill all Internet personalities with stupid Spider-Man shirts and uh, mid rate Internet podcasts, I would laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say that's hilarious. Can you not? Why can't you laugh? It's, why? Why? Why can't you just laugh? <laughs> I, at don't. This? I don't know, because they because they it's so integral to their identities. Uh, can you imagine you think, if you like made your sexual preference as a heterosexual man, like your entire identity, you'd be like, like missionary man or something. <laughs> and it would just be like who you are. And you talked about it all the time. You made uh, everybody yeah. acknowledge it. And like, I, I just, why do you want to do this? Why does it have to be a whole thing? It doesn't is the answer to that. You do have to be sort of weirdly self-absorbed to take that as a personal threat, you know? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying we should have signs around that say kill all these or kill that or whatever. But you have to the idea that this makes you personally in danger because some jackass toyed around with a sign, which I'm not even convinced that's what happened. I think it may have been done with the specific intent of helping someone like this candidate make a particular point that's useful to their campaign. But it's like it's like seeing graffiti that that says kill all the X or you know, hang the wise or whatever. Like, does that, does that mean that you are in imminent danger from some, from some guy who happens to have a gallows set up or something? Yes. Hmm. I guess so. Uh, police are Orlando police are investigating. They uh, currently have no suspects that are looking for tips. Uh, I suggest they interview that particular politician about what happened here. I think there's probably a good lead or two to be explored. Now, in a series of incidents, I'm confident are actually real insofar as there are photos of the suspects in two of the cases. Multiple LGBT positive churches in Baltimore have had their publicly visible pride flags stolen off church premises in recent weeks. 
in what appears to be a clash of progressive culture, the suspects identified so far, well, they're clearly not the uh, white supremacists or the Nazis that uh, were often warned about with regard to these particular hate crimes. The congregation at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in North Baltimore is searching for answers after they say someone stole the pride flag that once hung outside of the church. It feels exposing. It feels um, like there's someone who's taking the time and the energy to actually make a plan to come and bring a ladder to take down our flag, which for us is a sign of our dignity and our personhood. Police say they're investigating this as a larceny, but members of the church believe this was a hate crime. Whenever a pride flag is removed in the queer community, we know what that means. This is the latest reported act against an LGBTQ plus affirming church in Baltimore. Two weeks ago, a pride flag was destroyed outside of a church in Federal Hill. Police are investigating that incident as a hate crime, and so far, no arrests have been made. They actually had someone climb their pride flag. It was a long banner. He climbed all the way up with a knife and cut it down. Earlier this week in Odinson, police say this person on your screen hmm. stole rainbow-colored plastic hearts that were surrounding an LGBTQ plus sign outside of a church. It feels a little that concerning that um, churches I, seem I to be both a target yeah. at this time. Churches that are like LGBTQ are. affirming. First of all, that, that lesbian pastor looks just like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> can I get another frame? Hold on. I think I can get one up here. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. The second dude for sure. I'm the, sure first the first one's one. a little tougher to tell, but I, I'm pretty sure is also a, a suspect of color. This particular church, the one where uh, lesbian Ed Sheeran is some kind of uh, preacher or pastor, whatever role uh, she holds. This is St. Mark's Lutheran uh, now has put up a sign that reads, you can take our flag, but LGBTQ lives remain sacred to God. Now, I am no theological scholar, and I will certainly grant that the lives themselves might remain sacred to God. Uh are we sure that the lifestyle that this is celebrating does remain sacred to God, though? Because there are, again, not that I'm the expert, but I have been informed of a few scriptural references that have some words of uh, criticism, I guess you might yeah, say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure God's not into it. <laughs> and I'm not, and again, I'm not the guy on church norms, but uh, it does seem to me that, that some might consider it a, at least a little bit... Uh, out of place, maybe even blasphemous to have the pride flag on display in a way that is at least somewhat comparable in scale to the cross itself, perhaps even more prominent than the cross itself. Now, I guess the question I'm asking is, is this a house of Christ or is this a house of butt sex? Please clarify the priority. I, I am unclear looking at it from the exterior. Or maybe they're not mutually exclusive. Maybe the correct understanding of Jesus Christ is they're one in the same. Jesus loved him some butt sex and I have been misinformed. Oh, no. Uh, but no arrests have been made in any of the three pride flag thefts. In this latest case, there's no suspect identified. I guess technically I don't think the suspect is identified in any of the three. But what I mean is there's no photo. There's no image of the suspect in this particular case. So mm. good luck, lesbian Ed Sheeran. I hope you find... Whoever did this to you. I hope you find the shape of the person that did this. To <laughs> you. Ah, that was a good one. Surprise cringe. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? No. Well, uh, here, you, here you go. More more woman bullshit. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that the fat Mexican chick that this is based on? Yeah, that's the real uh, the real woman. Uh, I, I don't ha- I didn't link the image in in our notes because, of course, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but I have the image up on screen. So uh, as you saw at the end of the clip, this is the real virtual beauty campaign from Dove, which is, of course, a contradiction in terms real virtual beauty. But that's OK, because nothing about this makes any sense anyway. Uh, it is a campaign to make fictional characters in video games as boring and grotesque as uh, real life's worst women, apparently. Uh. The, the idea here is to is to make well make it so that women feel represented in video games, which is a, a preposterous premise. I women aren't properly represented as consumers of video games. So why why does anyone care? Yeah, they're they are a minority of the consumers, but even still, as someone who used to play a lot of video games and still appreciates the entertainment art form. I have never felt represented by video games because the entire point of a video game is that I assume the role of somebody else who is a compelling character of some sort or some sort of, if it's not the character that's compelling, the competition that I'm engaging with against other people is compelling. So the idea that the character is supposed to represent me, no, I represent me just fine in real life. I go to the virtual world to be or do something else. That's the whole point. But Dove says that they're partnering with Epic Games and their Unreal Engine. And by the way, there are a whole bunch of characters uh, shown here. Some are in wheelchairs. Some are just fat. Some are otherwise disabled. It's, you know, we have to make sure that uh, everybody feels like they have some clone in the video game world. So they're partnering with Epic Games and their Unreal Engine, as well as women in games to create diverse video game characters as far as I can see, there's no word on what games or what characters these are going to be, but you can expect them to sell about as well as discount Bud Light, which is not very well. Um, oh God, why? Why must people do this? Did I tell you about the, that brand of dresses that I like? And these has people it, make these like. Is it tranny so stuff bad. now or what? It's worse. It's worse. Okay, so it's it's sewn to floor. They make these beautiful like handcrafted linen dresses, and they just came out with a line. And one of the models is a midget. And so I can't tell like how any of the dresses would look on me because she's like, <laughs> she's like three and a half feet tall and wide. I'm like, this is so pointless. Are you saying you don't feel represented? It's just, it just has got to hurt people's company. This isn't helpful. And then another chick is in the wheelchair. You can't even see the dresses. <laughs> uh, no, I, there's a Reddit thread on this that had some pretty good points that I wanted to highlight. Why does the, uh, the chick on whom they base this character now you can't see it, but she has, they're both standing back to back with their arms folded like this. Yeah. And the real life woman has a tattoo of folded arms on her left shoulder. Like, why does she have a tattoo of the pose that she's doing? And then someone responded, her goal weight is still being able to cross my arms. So she's just testing. Can I still <laughs> cross my arms? Yes, I can. So I haven't uh, gotten too big yet. Did you watch the Jewish matchmaking show that I told you to watch? I watched it before you even watched it. Oh, right, right, it. right. Did you, I finally finished it last night. Did you see the fat chick on the motorcycle? <laughs> yes, that's the whole reason I wanted to watch it is because I saw the trailer on, on Netflix and thought, I love... You guys love- have to watch this show. Everybody has... It might be the greatest thing that has ever been on television. Any, any show that has delusional, obese women with insane demands for men, I can't resist. It's It's called Jewish Matchmaking, and it's on Netflix, and you guys have to watch it and email me 
It's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. I binge watched it in like two days. Okay, my, sorry, my main problem with it is there's not enough of the delusional fat chick. She's they saved her till like the very end. She goes, I'm a 10 bitch on a date. And she's and she, so fat. She's like, I want a very fit athletic man who also respects that I'm obese. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, and then another Reddit uh, user notices too correctly. Isn't it weird? I thought this was about representation, but even the digital version of her, they made her thinner. They took away her exposed fupa. Yeah, they yeah, reduced yeah. her neck fat. They reduced her She's arm like not fat. as lumpy. Yeah. They made her fat, but not as fat as she is yeah. in real life. And they really toned up her neck in other areas. The question is why? I thought yeah. the whole point was accuracy and representation. Why did you make her kind of a smoothed out version of herself? It was it in why. pursuit of traditional beauty standards. But of course that's the most ridiculous thing. Part of all of this, let's change beauty as though there aren't objective standards as though it's just a bunch of evil corporations who got together one day and decided what feminine beauty is. That's yeah. the only, that's the only reason we don't find obese women to be attractive. Typically speaking. <laughs> It's because evil corporations told us otherwise. Not once is it ever suggested in here. It's let's change beauty. Of course, it's not let's change our diet and change our exercise habits. No, you could never consider such a thing. But I get it. Dove's got a product to sell. The more surface area that's out there, the more soap that's needed to clean it. But I would suggest, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, I am selling a soap from Hero Soap Company. <laughs> Uh, it's called Timberline and Old West. If you want to check it out, they're very fine products. Promo code MC Listener. No, I, 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 I'm running that joke into the ground. I need to get back to the uh, trans people belong here chant. And why is Hero Soap is going to message you and be like, bro, you've, you've, get together. we have to sever our relationship. I know. I'm so confused. I have the fried. Is your, is your ass soap now. I'm so confused. I have the fried chicken picture back on the screen now. And I don't even know why. Because my brain is. Likewise fried. It's that point in the night. So, oh, I, I was thinking we're done. We're not done. What am I doing? We still have a whole movie review to do. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's get to that. In a world of movie references what? flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Tonight's movie is the 1941 Orson Welles classic Citizen Kane, in which a newspaper tycoon statue hoarding failed politician dies, uttering a mysterious last word before we see every numbingly mundane piece of his life leading up to that point. And it turns out his death is, in fact, the movie's greatest excitement from movie picker Tony. After the death of publishing tycoon Charles Foster Kane, reporters try to uncover the meaning of his final utterance. As a young art student in the 1980s, this was the film that made me understand what art direction was. As always, your review and your rating. Oh my God, you hated it? No. I, I should just stop being surprised. I clearly think it's the best movie ever made, as everyone does. Everyone knows that. This is one of the greatest films ever made. Oh Convince man. Me. Okay. All right, this was a portrayal of William Randolph Hearst. I'm sure you read about that. Um, but Hearst was so insanely wealthy and powerful that he was able to suppress it for many years before it actually was revived. And so it kind of gained a lot of popularity later. And it was a really brutal portrayal, but it was honest. So I, I thought you would like the themes of this movie. Like, I love this theme that despite 
incredible wealth and excitement and hot women and public adoration. Um, if your sense of trust and safety has been violated as a child, nothing you do is ever going to allow you to rebuild that. It's just not. And so he's just trying his whole life in his own way um, to, to find, you know, to find Rosebud, to try to try to like find some element of stability or excitement or newness. Um, and he just can't do that. And he, there's even that scene where he's like, I'm chasing my youth when he's um, with his mistress. Uh, and then I also loved that that mirroring part of the plot where he had kind of imprisoned her, uh, his mistress in his wealth, because that's what had happened to him. So it was, it hearkened to this kind of cycle of abuse that he was subjected to and was unknowingly subjecting her to it as well. Um, but I think it was like a really unflinching portrayal of a deeply flawed person that otherwise probably would have turned out fine if it wasn't for childhood trauma. Um, and it was filmed beautifully and they somehow were able to do like old face makeup in 1941 and it looked really good. I don't know how they did that. Um, I just thought it was fantastic. Like what a fantastic, beautiful film. I gave it a five out of five and five. it was just such Sorry. a pleasure to watch again. Yeah. I love, I love this movie. You have done an admirable job and I will say that there are themes or concepts in this movie that I can appreciate. However, I could not imagine a more boring presentation of such themes and concepts. But before well, I don't get to watch the, Tokyo Story, Shit. before I get to the reasons why I hate this movie, let me first get to the reasons I appreciate it. Well, first of all, as I wrote in the in my summary, here, Citizen Kane to me is the IPA of movies. Everybody feels like they're supposed to love this movie. It's the best movie ever made, says the important people who are you know, esteemed movie critics or whatever else. Nobody says, come over on a Friday night. We're all going to gather around and watch Citizen Kane. Literally, I literally did that nobody. with my brother like two years ago. I thought you said you hadn't seen this before. Okay. So we watched it when I had oh, COVID. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. We watched it when I had COVID and I <laughs> yeah. did fall asleep, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, 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 was it your fault? Oh, okay. I was so sick. Right. I was so sick. That's why. That's so why. I rewatched it for this, even though I had seen some of it. Everybody has Citizen Kane parties that I've never been invited to, which I guess would make sense. I don't get invited to a lot of parties. So maybe they have that. a Citizen Kane party in the Sopranos. Yeah. Do they actually? Yeah. Is that a thing? Well, I guess Tony Soprano, he knows more people. It was a wives thing. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Well, that makes more sense too. Uh, now, the things I can, I can stretch to appreciate. I get why people like the visual style of it. You got these high contrast scenes, bright highlights, dark shadows, uh, a lot of dramatic presentation. My problem with it is just like putting lipstick on a pig, I can put a pig in dramatic lighting. That doesn't do much for me. I get why you would appreciate the aesthetic style of it, but I need a good story. I need something compelling to bring me into that. I don't get that in this. But great slapping form. Really enjoyed the slapping. Sean Connery it approves. Was, yeah. uh, one of my fi- one of the most memorable moments from the movie, except for the meme clapping, you know, the, the very stern clapping that he does at the opera house. There is um, a glimmer of a philosophical theme that that had me thinking for a little bit. And that is uh, this quote of his, if I hadn't been very rich, I might have been a really great man. And this is a, a, a concept that comes up frequently between us and and with members of the audience on the Wednesday show. That idea is. Uh, is there something inherently immoral about fabulous wealth? Like, Can you be a good person and also a rich person? 
And to me, I don't see that having money does not necessarily mean immorality. If you have provided a product or a service that people want to consume voluntarily, not only is there nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's of great benefit because people people's lives are bettered by that product or service. And so long as you're serving the ultimate moral purpose of bettering your life for your family, that's great. Everybody wins all around. I'm trying to give credit to this movie in your because <laughs> I know it's coming. All right. No. Um, but you're going to talk about the this, cocktail, aren't you? Well, this this movie is kind of an interesting. There, there's a there's a a, a glimmer of an of, of something interesting about that. That is to say, what it even though on principle. I have a hard time saying that that wealth in and of itself is a sign of immorality because I don't think it is. It's also very it does hard. allow people uh, to express their less noble traits. It's also it's very hard for me to make a list of billionaires who are very clearly strict moral actors. Oh, Bill Gates. Obviously, I forgot about him. So I think there is some interesting philosophy there if I had to scrape my enjoyment if I describe the bottom of my enjoyment barrel of citizen Kane and yes, I'm sure it was influential. Every time I hear things about citizen Kane, it was the first to do this. It pioneered that. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not judging this movie based on how it influenced other movies after it. I'm judging it on its own. And so I don't necessarily care what it was the first to do. All right. Stuff. I hate, uh, I hate the story and I hate the characters. The movie's entire premise is the mystery of Kane's last word, Rosebud. I don't know why I'm supposed to care what the guy's last word was anyway. What difference does it make? Presumably, as you articulated, Rosebud uh, being revealed on his childhood sled, the world, the word has some sort of significance that his his life was consumed by wealth and power. He was robbed of a childhood. It's a indicator of a simpler time, a family time that he was never able to regain. But that doesn't make me feel any better about what an asshole he was throughout his life. After that, the rest of the story is, Oh, boo hoo. How, how tough it must've been to live a life of riches. How relatable it, must have been it is. Tough. He, he had major abandonment issues because his parents just sold him off to the state. Sack up Kane. Figure it out. Come on. No, Come I, I don't. On. I don't buy this premise that nobody could overcome such a thing. So he, so it's understandable. He wasn't that like he was a, a huge monster asshole. sack of shit. That's all he, he did. Wasn't like he wasn't murdering people. What were know? the good he, things that he did? Uh, he had a son with a woman he left. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, he wasn't a good man. He he was he was majorly flawed. Um, but you know that's how people start out that 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 are evil. They often have terrible childhoods. I think it was a commentary on like how difficult it is to become a good person if you have a really bad start. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. That justifies all of his bad actions. I'm not the saying rest it justifies it, but it does explain something. Well, he still sucks. At the end of the day, I'm like, fuck this guy. Glad he died. Good. Moving <sighs> on. <laughs> uh, and and then it it, com- it commits the sin I hate. It's like I'm going to leave you with sort of an ambiguous explanation for what happened, and you can invent your own story about what exactly this means or interpret it how you want. What was ambiguous? What exactly Rosebud is supposed to mean. And then the reporter who was assigned to it doesn't even get to have that realization. It's just like, oh, I guess we can't figure it out. But you, the viewer, get to invent your own story. No, I don't care because it doesn't matter to me. The explanation for what Rosebud means doesn't change the fact that he was a huge dick for his entire life, which brings me to my 
Second problem, all of the characters suck. Kane, a philandering, lying, manipulative power maniac with a rage problem. His parents gave him up as a kid. They suck. Bernstein, his manager sucks. He enabled all the dishonesty. Kane's first wife, maybe she was decent, but this was a, a marriage with a political intent in the first place and she couldn't hang on to him. His second wife is his mistress and this intentionally terrible opera singer alcoholic. There is no good guy. And I gather, oh, that's kind of the point. Like everyone's bad. It's supposed to be this exploration of uh, immorality and, and whatever bad people. I get that not, there doesn't always have to be a good guy that that hateable characters and villainous characters are also part of entertainment. My problem is they're they're not even good hateable. They're not like villains who put heads on spikes. This is this is villainy through bookkeeping and journalism. It is so freaking boring. Statue collecting is a is a major character plot point. I, I would prefer to just have the actual statues do the acting in this movie. And lastly, what the fuck is that cockatoo? I knew it. <laughs> do, you, do you want to defend the cockatoo? I don't know. I found it jarring and unnecessary. I'm sure there was some sort of symbolism that went over my head. And I'm sure, as I'm going to call all of you, cane lickers. Blonde's a cane licker, too. She gave it a five. <laughs> all of you cane lickers are going to say, oh, this pioneered the jump scare. You never would have had the jump scare without the... The Citizen Kane cockatoo or some kind of bullshit like that. Is that true? It might be. Didn't you know Citizen Kane pioneered everything you love about movies? So you have to love Citizen Kane. This is a preposterously out of place nonsense transition that cheapens the movie to absurdity. And yes, it was put in place for all of the reasons I just described. Because this movie sucks ass and is a bore fest. Later in life, Orson Welles was asked about this bizarre presentation. He said, uh, quote, it was to wake the audience up and everybody laughed. And just in case you think he's joking or that he means anything other than the audience might be sleeping and I don't want them to. In separate commentary, he confirmed the cockatoo is to, quote, wake up any audience members who might be dozing off. That's not me saying this movie sucks. That is the movie's director and producer acknowledging and expecting that people are falling asleep. He's planning on them falling asleep like you did. But of course it was Corona that caused that. I was so sick. That's why. It, Orson but I wasn't Wells, sick this time and I loved, I loved it. Orson Welles made a sedative, not a movie. And he admitted that. <sighs> That's all I have to say about Citizen Kane. Um, if, if it wasn't obvious, I gave it a one. I gave it a one. Get the hell out of here. And may God have mercy on your soul. Never again, Orson. Orson, I'm never going back. Anyway, uh, what, let's see how much everyone uh, disagrees with my assessment. Well, uh, polarizing. Mo uh, biggest response, quarter of respondents in the early vote gave it a, a four. So a plurality is with you or closer to you. Right behind it, just shy of a quarter, gave it a one, and then almost another quarter gave it a five. So we have a polarizing view of Citizen Kane, which is reflected in our views of it, which is, that's what makes it fun. Sorry, did I go too hard on it? You seem, you seem hurt or bothered, but I just, I want to play up the disagreement. I want the Citizen Kane fight, that's all. I don't know, I haven't felt like this since uh, it's Groundhog Day. Hmm.
I will say you did a pretty honorable job. Yeah, I think that the points that you were making at the start were uh, were were pretty good ones, or at least the best ones that I could make on behalf of this movie if I really had to try. Oh, it really touched me. All right. Uh, I'll take your me. word for it. I just, uh, I just, I, I still don't believe you about the Citizen Kane parties, but I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm just a loser who doesn't get invited to them. Next week is something we can all agree on, and that's Downfall. I've never seen this movie. Have you? Is it based on a video game? No, it's um, it's based on uh, old Uncle A in his final hours. Ooh. It's about uh, the downfall of Nazi Germany. And as far as I'm aware, there's no English dub. You got to watch it in German with English subtitles. The director is Hirschbeigel. I guess. Mm. Uh, I really like this real quick. And after that, we have fresh nominees for June from listener Draculama. The nominees for June are The Godfather, Good Morning Vietnam, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, You've Got Mail, The Devil Wears Prada, The Matrix, Mary Poppins, Monty Python, and The Holy Grail. Or, of course, you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. If you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating or vote for the next movie. And of course, sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is madchristensenmedia.com. All right. I'll, I won't hate on it again. I'll leave it at that time to catch up with our chatters. All right. You want me to go? Yes. I can't believe I've demoralized you. Jeez. I didn't. Cause I keep waiting for like the one movie that makes you love film. Well, I, I don't know that I'm ever going to be a movie guy. I don't, I'm not a movie hater by default, but I don't know that watching movies is um, like my preferred pastime. Although I will say that like the modern day show experience has surpassed the quality of movies. There are, Have you seen Severance or Succession? Like some of these shows are so good that I'm like, huh, why would anybody make a movie? Anymore? There are plenty of movies we've had, though, that are the exact opposite, where I have low expectations. And I'll admit that part of Citizen Kane, my hatred of it, is that I'm supposed to believe it's the finest piece of cinema ever made. That's that's part of it. because It to does me it's, kind of have like a cultural jerk-off thing going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, but there have been plenty of examples where I have low or no expectations of a movie and it is something that i'm thinking about for days after the fact and and really sticks with me so they're not all citizen kane in fact citizen kane is in rare company with blade runner and what else did i hate i don't know i hate them both about equally tremors no i gave tremors a two i didn't hate it as much anyway time to catch up with our chatters uh, just a couple on Rumble here. Uh, Addicted to Drums says, thanks, thank you. Fossilized Tree Sap says, uh, praising God, my husband Joe was baptized today after 25 plus years of being an atheist. Matt and Blonde, right. your faith journeys have encouraged others. Praise God for his grace and mercy. Well, that is fantastic news for you and your husband. I'm very glad to hear it. And of course, yep. uh, thanks for following us along in that particular journey too. Uh, congrats to your family. Yeah, totally. Uh, let's see. I think. Oh, just uh, a couple more on Odyssey. Um, oh, the, the order is always reversed here. That's why I get confused. Uh, Mike Hawk 
returns and says, you can burn my house, steal my car, drink my liquor from an old fruit jar. And this is poetry, I guess. Do anything that you want to do, but uh, uh-uh, honey, lay off my shoes. Oh, yeah. Don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything but lay off my blue suede shoes. Nice. <laughs> Come on, dude. He ended Read it. it. No, he ended it. Uh, also, F all. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. What slur did he use? That's the mystery. And that's why you have to go over to Odyssey. To it was find Mick. Out. Yeah, it's it's a it's a less commonly used one. The most adorable um, of all racial. He things. says, "Well, um, a guy screeching about something, something, <laughs> while he strikes people showing them <coughs> said shit is not surprising." Well, that teacher has is facing criminal charges and uh, won't be teaching there any longer. So it looks like justice is being pursued. Thank you, Mike, and um, thanks for not getting me at least. Thanks for trying to avoid getting me in trouble with uh, Raja Muhan. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, we're good on Rumble and Odyssey. We left off on Tippy and YouTube. I think. Uh, Danny from Montana. Yeah. Great video, Matt. If these joggers want to talk about white fragility, how about this? We get to say one word and they get to say one word. And then let's see who really is the fragile one. Also, the earth is flat and dinosaurs aren't real. Cheers and hail victory. I love the uh, I love the dinosaurs aren't thank you for the kind words, uh, obviously. Um the dinosaurs aren't real, I guess you could call it a conspiracy theory. I, I want to learn more about that one. Well, I think that everybody needs to admit that there have been some there's been some serious editorializing about the actual color and size of certain di- dinosaurs. Oh, for sure. Right? Uh yeah. yeah, they the uh it's scientifically proven that the dinosaurs were way gayer than we originally realized. The ones in <laughs> the Jurassic rainbows, Park, everyone, <laughs> the ones in Jurassic Park are way too lizard like. If you go to the Museum of the Rockies, which has one of the finest dinosaur fossil collections in the country, um, and it's just down Where the street that? from here, it's it's yeah. in Bozeman. And you see the recreations of the raptors and others. They had like full feather. At least the scientists say they do. I have not seen a velociraptor myself, but these are some gay looking raptors. Let me tell you the. So they were giant lizards covered in feathers. Well, that's they say that they were more bird like in their biology. They were not uh, technically lizards is the scientific understanding. They had lots of gay feathers. A raptor was more like a bird than a lizard. Mm -hmm. That's what the scientists tell me. But birds but, don't have dense bones. I guess it was a non-flying bird. You'll have to come down to Bozeman and see the so gay raptors. So they went from raptors to emus? I don't know what the evolution was. Was there I don't a, know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you. But uh, I'm going to have to learn more about how the fossils... If you're telling me that Jurassic Park is all fake and my entire childhood love of uh, paleontology as a scientific discipline is all fake, I'm going to be very disappointed. Sounds made up. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Max yeah. says, do you think Fetterman's wife mutes the TV when he talked for sure? Yeah. Even she joked. I, I should have saved it. I forgot. But even uh, what's her, is her name? Giselle, whatever, whatever Fetterman's wife. She was joking on Twitter. I would give the outfit a C, but the policy an A or something like that. Even <laughs> she was laughing at his outfit choice. It's like, bitch, you dress him. What are you talking about? Yeah, come or on. Who does dress him? If not you. I don't know. There, it's a double-edged sword. I just bought my husband some new clothes, and I bought him like 
some jogger capri pants and he is not happy about it. I have, uh, I've, this is going to be a weird sentence, but I've come around on joggers. I, See? I, yeah. I keep trying to make my husband wear joggers because he's like really built and, and he has long legs. I'm like, it's perfect. It's totally only, perfect. only to the gym or for some kind of active wear though. I don't wear them like just, that's casually. what he says. Yeah. Like I will not wear these around the house. These make me look like a homosexual. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Oh, well, I, I, I've come around. I've come around for their their quick dry properties, especially as the weather gets warmer. And I what about short shorts? No, definitely not short shorts. My male friends around here like these shorts called chubs. They have like a four inch inseam, and my husband will not go for it. Uh, yeah, that uh, that sounds that sounds too gay to me. I'm not doing. That. I I think all right, guy. I, I will I will wear shorts like an gay. inch or two above the knee, but that's the shortest. So you let some knee show. Yeah, a little bit of knee show is fine, but not you can't go like full thigh. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm the authority on this. I'm in Chicago for this weekend for a cooking workshop because women should be able to cook. Women should be able to cook. That's the best way to learn how to cook is Chef John on YouTube. Also, Josh Wiseman. He's excellent. And Babish, although a douche, has been very helpful in my cooking. Hmm. Uh, JRC1, we live in a country up. Manipulation. A lot of people research and study independently, whereas a lot of people fall for anything. Our media should be independent. Only edit our, our media, which should be independent, only edits information. Ain't that the truth? Well, it, it would be nice if we had a culture that just had a healthy skepticism of anything they see, including everything, including including this show. Of course, if you think uh, you, you should go watch Citizen Kane and you should decide for yourself if it sucks or not. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think culturally we've just wrongly been trained to accept that there are certain authority figures on all topics and we should trust what they say that's the opposite of what you want even if it seems exactly. silly to start questioning things like paleontology on which i have no expertise the it's better point to be is, more questioning than less questioning. Yeah, the whole point is you just want to be able to answer the why question for every single belief that you have and if someone gets mad at you for asking why well, that is a pretty good indicator. They don't actually know why themselves or they know that their why is wrong and they are afraid of that being uncovered. So anybody who gets angry for the genuine questions being asked, that's a suspicious person who ought to receive more questions, in fact. Yeah. Yep. Um, poor Q Pine. I hope this is a Steve Harvey thing please remember no matter how bad things get the people running the institutions now are too afraid to look their barista in the eye while buying coffee christ loves you all i i hope these people are afraid but i don't think they actually are it is pretty interesting to observe how many people are eye contact averse in your everyday life too though and i wonder how much i of find that, that very weird and, and sociopathic i think a lot of that i think it probably worsened with the ma- uh, the masking stuff too that we've all been trained to be even more antisocial than we were before and i I again, I am not um, like social butterfly guy. I have always been an introvert. I don't seek. I don't really seek uh, like public socialization by default, but I'm not the guy. I'm not the kind of guy who's like going to have a conversation with my grocery checker person about like how my day is going. I'm not that kind of guy. I can't stop myself. But it's gotten so backward that I kind of crave that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, can we just, can we just be normal people looking each other in the eye and, and discuss things uh, like we used to before the whole world went insane? <laughs> I'm not saying I want to hug people yet. I haven't. I'm not that far. But oh my gosh, I love hugging strangers. 
Those hug a stranger that looks like they're having a bad day. I'll do it. I don't care. I find that hard to believe, but. Oh, no. I think depends on the stranger, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no visual minorities. Right? Ah, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Tortuga, I'm trying to figure out why Zelensky came to Japan to visit Hiroshima and visit the Atomic Bomb Museum. Is he doing research for upcoming events? Uh, maybe. I didn't see that he visited the old uh, museum, but that I guess that makes sense. Hmm. Boogeyman 917, I doubt it. Thank you for that. Thank you, Boogeyman. Injured Guardian. I watched Citizen Kane when I was very young. Oh, you gotta love me scene scared me out of ever watching it again. Where do I find the wiki wiki emojis on? I thought that was really powerful too. Like you can't leave me. Like you can't do this to me. But he does it anyway. They all do it anyway. Yeah. Chris Raposo. Wondering if I can get a congratulations from my wife, Danielle, and I for celebrating our first month of marriage. It's been great. And here's many more. And this isn't the whiskey talking. Congratulations, <laughs> Chris and Danielle. Now go bang. You've only been married for a month. Where's where's the pregnancy? Yeah, we're all waiting. Congratulations, <laughs> guys. Say that. That's great. Robin uh, D. Banks. All the best. Matt and I once made love. He hit it so so hard I had a stroke and I couldn't talk for a while after Matt made fun of me. After it was over by saying... Abadi, Abada, that's all, folks. Like Porky Pig. <laughs> what is the big thing? You're acting queer. I, I can't say it like Porky Pig. I can't remember how he says it. That's all, folks. Yeah, I can't like do that. the the thing he does before that. The bit, 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 whatever. You just did it. It was perfect. How does he? Well, you got to do it for an extension. It's got to be like five seconds long. No, I will do no such thing. Yeah, I don't know how to Robin. do that. Thank you, Robin. Blue Viper, here's some cash for more fried chicken and purple drink. Well, thank you. I I have not. I couldn't tell you the last time I purchased grape soda. I never. I've yeah, never it's been, been a while. I'm a white upper middle class woman. Orange soda is pretty good though. If I had to, yeah, make that a, crush. Yeah, if I had to make a selection, it would be orange soda. Do you know what I miss? Fanta. Do they still make that? My wife loves Fanta. In fact, she made me go buy her some Fanta like a week or two ago. I was going to say, is she pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Fanta. That was, <laughs> oh, that was yeah. the choice. Jonathan Prezios. I heard that Ron DeSantis is trying to pass a law that will give death penalty charges for pedos, even if the victim is still alive. I'm actually not okay with this and really think it will be misused. I'm mm. also not okay with this. Let me think about this a little more, though. <laughs> Which pedos? Who is accused here? Yeah, I need to think about head that spikes. Wolves. Uh, I, I got to look at that. I had not heard of that. Um, but I think to the if you believe in the death penalty, there's a, there's certainly a case to be made. If you don't believe in the death penalty, then you'd probably say no. I consider myself pretty death penalty skeptical, not because I don't believe that death is ever a just penalty for any crime, but just because the, the prospect for error I think is um, is a little too high for me to accept that sort of power in, in state hands. But yeah, but if you have, let's say, in a hypothetical world, there's a guy who was a serial child abuser confirmed. You have video of him doing it a million times and there's no doubt that it happened. Would yeah. death be a just penalty in such a, a situation? It would, but that's not going to be the standard. Yeah, the, the evidence will rarely, if ever, be that conclusive. Rune Thaddeus, hmm. 30 more years of slow decline in a leftist authoritarian control or instant total leftist control of culture and government at all levels tomorrow. Choose one. I would I would do instant uh, instant control. I mean, I, I understand the argument for 30 more years, but that's 30 more years of being propagandized. That probably reduces the chance that we can organize in any meaningful way. 
And I think people right now are really fucking pissed. Like they're really, really mad. And we still have guns. I mean, I got a lot of guns. Do you have a lot of guns? And I think fundamentally this presented this way. This is a question of would I rather confront this threat myself or ask my children to confront it for me? And I think any good, decent man has to say, I, I will confront that threat on behalf of my children. I will not allow, I will not uh, defer that responsibility to them. That, that's a, I know the choice isn't quite that simple, but I don't know how, how any family man could make a choice otherwise, if yeah. that was truly the choice. Uh, let's see. I lost my place. He's been he's been jacking off. Tell me more in detail about your world famous tingling ball soap. No. Um, Are you trying to be funny? Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, I do have a promotion ready to go. Let's see. Here's the hero soap promo. Uh, you could choose Timberline. You could choose Old West. Promo code MC listener. Okay. Moving on. Thank you, Mister Jackinov. I appreciate that, Mister Jackinov. Yeah. Uh, AP. Matt, my buddy Ken Chan just got a P365 with a Wilson grip module. It's super nice. I see we like it so much. Blonde, there's a rose gold version you should get. I told my wife she should get it too. Hmm. Uh, I know. I'm still gun averse. It's bad. Well, that's a question for your husband too. It's tougher to carry in joggers. Mm-hmm. You got to have a whole plan for that. Yep. So keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, P365 has been my daily carry for a couple of years now. Two years, I think. Yeah, it was June 2021 that I first picked one up and um, trust my life to it. So uh, that's that's the highest compliment I can give. And uh, congrats to your friend. It's a great choice, I think. You want to read a few things yeah. while I read one? Trapped to the World says YouTube is making this comment tricky for some reason, but Brittany Griner has replaced Larry Elder as the new uh, black face of some kind of supremacy. But what supremacy is she? Uh, Tiger Woods supremacy. Secret giant dick supremacy. (laughs) One of those. Thank you, Trav. Injured Guardian says, I once introduced Matt to the Colt Model 1903 pocket hammerless pistol. After initial skepticism, he tried it out and judged it to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Then he bought three of them. I I have to acknowledge I'm unfamiliar, but it sounds cool. Let me uh, let me give it a quick search and see what we're looking at. All right. Yeah. 32 caliber though mm. is it powerful is it sufficiently powerful i should say it's that's <laughs> um well i don't know john browning made a lot of cool guns so perhaps this is yet another one uh arc says given the uh massive representations uh misrepresentations of the new york bike situation and the uh neely events and the subsequent response of white people are bad for both. I find it hard to believe we can cool things off without coming to fisticuffs. He also says, I don't want that. People need to chill the F out. Uh, what do you think we could do to help to help calm things down? Also, YouTube wanted over $500 to send that in one message for fuck's sake. Uh, well, did you have to cut it down to one? $500? Well, I don't know. I don't know what Raja Mahan was trying to do with that. So my apology for that. But if you, if it costs you more than you anticipated, of course, Ark, you can email me and, uh, and we can, um, get you that money back. He didn't send $500, but just in case you, just in case Mr. Mahan duped you into sending more than you intended, I, I can take care of that for you. Um, 
But what do you think you can do? Well, you uh, you use your words. And gosh darn it, I've been trying my words for many years now. And I'm going to keep trying my words and telling them to heck off until they uh, off. until they don't heck off anymore. It's like, all right, now you've now hold on just a minute, bucko. Things are going to get really bad here soon in a second if you keep advancing toward me. Yeah, that's all you can do. That's the, I think the debate is simply... Uh, when you're confident on the matters of fact, as I think, generally speaking, certainly in both of these instance, instances, uh, the skeptics are, the people who don't believe the official narrative on the nurse with the bike incident or the Neely incident, it's just a debate of style. Do you want to go at people and call them retarded for believing those things, which has its own merit? I mean, I'll, that's not my style, but I'll give you an example. Not that he was talking about these instances, but as we referenced earlier in the show, like Justin at Phoenix, he is a much more in your face persuasive style. Yeah. To me, I prefer like, well, assume good intentions, maintain good faith, try not to ridicule too much. You'll be able to persuade people by being gentle with them. Um, do you do you want to punch them in the face, metaphorically speaking, or do you want to hold their hand to the promised land? That's the only debate. You got to take your yeah. pick on the tactics. I think both have their place. But other than other than persuading people with your words, what option do you have? Yeah, I don't see one. You just you keep trying until they uh, until they point a gun at your face first, and then uh, and then I guess it's on. Brian says, let's say if Citibank Karen was stealing the jogger's bike, it wouldn't be theft, but reparations for all the bike joggers would steal for all the bikes that joggers would steal from my neighborhood. (laughs) I did see that meme going around that said uh, we've run the math on reparations. And actually, when you factor in the bike thefts, they owe white people (laughs) millions and millions of dollars. I don't know what the actual accounting says, but California could probably do it. They've done all the rest of the math. Becca Doodles 07 says, What time do you <gasps> that normally That was my MySpace name? That person probably knows that. Oh, wow. Uh, your MySpace name. I was never on MySpace, uh, <laughs> at least not seriously. Maybe I opened an account, but I never maintained it. What, do you, uh, what time do you normally take a dump? When was the last time you clogged a toilet? Uh, oh, I know the answers to both of these. Okay. Well, go right ahead. I drink my coffee poop every morning, 9 a.m., 9 30, maybe 10. Things are a little weird, you know. The okay. last time I clogged a toilet was when I was heavily pregnant at my sister's house, and congratulations, butthead. And I did not know that one of her toilets was like a little testy, and so I accidentally clogged the toilet. It was a normal amount of poop, an abnormal amount of toilet paper, and I flooded her whole bathroom. It Ooh. was a disaster. So then, yeah. what did you do? Did you panic and clean it up yourself, or did you ask for assistance? I panicked and cleaned it up myself. And then she came upstairs. She's like, what's going on in there? And I had to tell her that there was like poopy water <laughs> all over her bath, like a standing, like an inch of standing shit water in her, in her bathroom. Well, I, I trust you got it resolved. I cried a lot because I was pregnant. And was the crazy. tears uh, contributed to the rising water. I'm sure <laughs> it was my white tears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, for what it's worth, I too am a regular morning person. I am just um, not surprised about that. I'm not a, not a common clogger. Uh, I will say this, though, for in your own uh, dwelling, for your own benefit and the benefit of your guests, do the right thing and just get one of those like industrial strength plungers and stash that right next to it. Not yeah. I'm not saying I have immediate need for that all the time. I'm just saying when the need arises, 
and you're especially for your guests in your home it, it there's nothing more embarrassing than being a guest in someone else's house and screwing up the plumbing in that way it's totally true and, so, and to prevent that just in case because you don't know what the strength of somebody's toilet is going to be yeah poop flush wipe flush and then if you've got like a you know like a wiping on a marker situation then you just keep flushing like every three times and then take that industrial strength plunger and just give it like five pumps to be sure do that gesture no. more so it, people it, it's it. a kind gesture to your guests to relieve them of the potential of if you're in that situation where you you've you know you've got the dumb and dumber situation like you're at someone else's house and and an, an emergency has struck and you are stuck with either a, dis, a dysfunctional toilet like that movie but maybe it's not dysfunctional you just have one of those tiny cheap little plungers that doesn't really do anything it's a that's stop just a being nightmare. a cheap fuck yeah don't do that to your guests it's not kind thank oh, you man I, I hate pooping it just makes me realize i'm human every day i'm like taking my morning poop and i'm like oh this means like one day i'm gonna die it's humbling that's that's it's uh a humbling experience that's god's purpose for it metal rules says uh, keep up the good work my fellow ultra mega deplorables well <laughs> thank you for supporting the show appreciate it very much oil king says yag yag oh man yag yag bag wag can't say hag dag nabbit i tooted psych pass i recommend this tv show for two i have no idea what, what? any of that was that was harder Sorry, to read buddy. than the porky pig thing anyway in the year 25 25 thank you oil king love your show sure enjoying the compliments on my retro rifle apparel also ordering the ball tingling soap well man if you've got the uh the retro rifle Hawaiian gun themed shirt and those uh, those hero soap ball tangles. You are living a king's life. Let me tell you, uh, I need to talk to the people at retro rifle, I guess, to be like, I'm I'm helping you guys sell shirts. Let's make a deal. Uh, <laughs> and they'll be like, no, uh, we want nothing to do with your production. <laughs> Don't ever mention us again. Straight Captain America says we should appoint Ted Nugent to be the investigative officer into Zelensky's sexual preference. Maybe let him have an F-16 and watch how he handles the joystick. Yeah, um, well, that's right. It was uh, that it was Ted Nugent who alleged that. Uh, that's a big game, man. That Zelensky was an obvious homosexual. I forgot about that. Great moment yeah. in American history at the Trump rally. It really was. You want to take over Esoterica with Son of the Wolf? Or yeah, that one too. Um. Got bad news for you, Blonde. Not even Snowden is a Snowden. We've now got a generation of two of narcissistic losers who only claim to fame as spilling secrets entrusted to them. Any good that may result is incidental. I think I think Snowden uh, really thought that one through and it was in the public interest. And Snowden revealed what was later determined uh, determined to be unconstitutional action and behavior by the government. I think that we could debate. It's not his... like that chick chicken dinner or whatever or that tranny uh chicken dinner i forgot her about name? her reality winner that's right and why then, did i uh, call her that that's what i call her <laughs> whatever happened to chicken dinner yeah uh, where is she now is she in prison i guess i don't know i don't know let me look and then uh chelsea manning yeah no um and you could debate the tactics but i think that important things were learned with snowden of public interest of course uh in addition to what was determined to be government, if not if criminality is the wrong term, violation of the Constitution. So we're not we're definitely not getting anything like that in this particular case. It's just uh, discord edgelord stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think she's out. I'm going to keep reading them. Um, 
Son of the Wolf. I just read that, didn't I? Uh, Injured Guardian. No, I didn't read Son of the Wolf, did I? Matt once raised my debt ceiling with his penumbra. <laughs> then I unilaterally came the end. Ill. No, thank you. Appreciate Injured it. Injured That's Guardian. a big game, man. Look up Robert Murphy, Fractional Reserve Banking. His videos, podcast, books are excellent. Also, we should end the Fed and return to sound money here, here. Can't wait. See you on the, the other side of whatever collapse we're facing, and maybe we'll have that. Oil King, I, I can't read this. I'm not reading this. I am at half mass. I, I, need, <laughs> I need you to say it. It's a wait, mag dump. Garah. I tooted. Thank you, Matt. Idubs is weak, both in strength and in political ideologies. Well, that's been an interesting saga to follow. It's kind of I haven't a, been following it, but his bitch face keeps showing up all over my yeah. socials. It's I guess it's kind of a little bit outside this show's wheelhouse, but maybe not. Uh, do you know who Idubs is? Only because he used to be kind of cool, but now he's a huge fag. I consider Idubs material from what is like five years ago. He's made some of the best videos on YouTube as far as I'm concerned. The the content cop on Keemstar is one of the best YouTube videos ever made. And I think that he was such a talent in terms of his comedic writing, presentation, delivery, all of that. Of course, he committed the sin of saying the N and F slurs and other things. And now I haven't followed iDubs closely for a number of years. Oh, recently? Well, now he's had supposedly this change of heart where he's apologized for his past sins of marginalizing certain communities. And people blame his OnlyFans wife and people blame factors X, Y, and Z. I don't know what has happened, but... As a guy who was a, a big fan of his material a few years ago, it, it is really weird to see a turnaround of this degree. And it, it, it sort of sucks, too, as a guy who I think was making top tier comedic content. Just turn around and try to close that door behind him. It's like, it's fine if you didn't decided, he marry some slut. His wife has an OnlyFans or is big on OnlyFans. He manages her OnlyFans, something like that. Clearly, I'm. Speaking a little bit from the hip here, I'm not completely so I might mischaracterize a few things, um, but it, it really is frustrating. You, you don't have to do everything forever. If iDubs has decided, hey, I used to do this comedy bit. It's not really for me anymore. I'm moving on into other things. I understand times change, people change, but it is really unfortunate to me to see him try to close that door behind him and say that the content that he used to make is itself morally wrong or bad. And I guess by implication that if someone else were to sort of take up that sort of content, that they would also be bad. Yeah. You're allowed to step out, but come on, man. Like don't, don't close that door behind you that brought you to the the level of of fame and fortune that you're at now it's it's just the whole thing sucks mm. so who's next I, I guess i should try to get him on the show i don't yeah, yeah maybe he would come on <laughs> uh straight captain america says watching from colorado springs and can confirm the homeless problem is terrible the only thing worse is working for the army and being unable to tell the gender of the gate guards scanning you in. <laughs> no comment Simple Dan forever. Matt and I once served in the Roman army. We were required to keep our hair short and our faces shaved. Our barbarian enemies had no such standards. We pulled their heads back and, and show no mercy. You guys are never going to make me stop thinking that a bearded man with a ponytail is hot. It's how every man should look. I don't care what you have to say, unless he's bald and then bald and beard. 
Ah, was well, like but that. The, like the gnome combo. Uh, yeah, but the the ponytail is for throat slitting. We've we've settled this. No, it's it's a sign of how many men you've killed. Ah, yeah. you get an inch of ponytail for every man. Yeah, uh, Matt McFadder, Matt and Blonde belong here. We need Matt Blonde. We love Matt and Blonde. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, you. Yeah, that's a that's a good adaptation on the joke. I had not considered. Appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Losing man. my nerve. The real people to have made the most money off dead black people is Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah, why couldn't we think about that? They've done a uh, lot of free well, abortions. Too. Fair, yeah, that's true. A lot of it was pro bono. There's not a lot of money in it in that regard. <laughs> That's not funny. Nicholas. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> Carry on. Nicholas H. I'm sorry in advance, Blonde. Your provisional soap will sell out if you name it Blonde's Touch or Blonde's Kiss. You don't even have to be the blonde in question. Again, I'm sorry. I will run this by my husband and he will immediately say no. It's true. It would sell, though. It could be straight out of that poopy bathroom water and it would still sell if you named it those things. <sighs> I'm not Belle Delphine. I'm a 35-year-old mom. I don't think anybody wants to drink my bath water. And if you do, you're fucking gross. You should go simp on somebody younger. I didn't say um, bath water. I said poopy bathroom floor water. That's a thousand times worse. And so in uh, my mind, I just replaced it with bath Thank water. you. Esoterica Unbound. Concerning Feinstein and Dems and certain rhinos, there's no purpose to existence but the clawing acquisition and maintenance of power. We live in a Middle Earth ruled, ruled over by Gollum as embodied by Babs. That is... Truer words have never been spoken. I think that that you're right. I think that's why they're all like hanging on to the 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 last like essence of their human existence. Yeah, because they're just like demon spirits. They are like movie villains. Yeah, like, totally. When um, Diane Feinstein dies, she's just gonna like go off in a puff of smoke, and she's just gonna be like like ether. That's why I'm I'm being too unkind to Citizen Kane. My my standard for villainy is so much higher by real life these days. Although back then they had like, you know, World War II coming uh soon, I guess, <laughs> but but you look you can't make better movie villains than people like Fetterman and Feinstein and the rest. So, really it's just too Here, tough of a standard. Here's an excellent suggestion from the live chat, Blonde's ethnic cleanse for the soap. No, nothing. Uh, oh, sorry. It, it took me a second. I was trying to find it and read it along with you, but that's why I didn't process it immediately. Uh, now, that, I don't think they're going to allow that one, but that is hilarious. They're not going to go for yeah. it. Okay. Blarg Blargington, five-year listener, first time chatting. I graduated law school last week and wanted to say thank you for the show. It's been a long, hard three years, but by God's grace, in the weekly break with Matt and Blunt, I made it. Thank you. Thank you. Be a good lawyer and fight for justice. And, um, you know, like put people that deserve it in jail. Congratulations. And when uh, this show is in legal trouble, remember who got you through law school and uh, come help us out. Thank you, man. Congratulations. Uh, Guardian to continue my losing my nerve above since Planned Parenthood was provably founded on and is fanatically dedicated to killing black babies. Shouldn't BLM and company staunchly oppose it? Yes, we brought that up many times. It's like the most obvious thing. You care about black people, you should be pro-life. Um, I need to refresh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Injured Guardian. Did we read that one? Blonde is going full. Is it? Do I pronounce it Ivanhoe? I don't know the reference. Yeah. yeah. It's because you said some tiny Jewess. <laughs> Knuckle Hunky Buck says, I agree with Dove on this one. There should be some more representation for dumpstresses in video games, especially in fighting video games. I would love to beat up some dumpstress in Mortal Kombat. That is a great term, <laughs> dumpstress. Yeah. I love that. 
Injured like Guardian says, uh, I'm just going to ask, is that John Bailey voicing the In a World movie review intro? No, that's our friend Batman. That's our friend. He yeah. did that. Uh, that is custom work done for the show, obviously. By uh, 36. I gotta go. I'm sorry. One of the uh, the great members of the audience. So you can hear him Batman. on the call-in show occasionally. Mr. Batman. That's just how his voice it is. is. I hardly had to change it at all. It really is. Donde 2K says, Matt, I tolerated your trashing of Dr. Strangelove, Holy Grail. No, we haven't done Holy Grail yet. You were probably thinking of, uh, but I did trash uh, Life yeah, of Brian. Uh, so Brian. I point somewhat granted. Ground and Groundhog Day. I don't grant that I trashed Groundhog Day. I gave it a three. That is not a trashing. But this, you try the very mercies of God, repent and save yourself from perdition. No, Citizen Kane sucks ass. If this is where oh we part, this is where we part. And I appreciate everything you've done for us, Stone Day. And uh, you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you for your support. I, I gather that at some level you're you're kidding, but I can't. I I I gen. I don't genuinely hate Groundhog Day. I don't think it's great, but I think it's fine. I hate Citizen Kane. All right. I have to go relieve my parents of babysitting. I didn't realize it was Patrick. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll finish up on chat here. We'll call it a night. Thank you guys for joining us. That was a really fun show. All right. Well, have a good night. Even that guy with uh, his little stick legs sticking out from underneath the white rail. That was the best part. (laughs) All right. I'll see you guys later. Catch you Wednesday. Okay, uh, we'll finish up chat here and we'll call it an evening. Thank you for your patience, chatters. I know it's been a minute for several of you. Let's see. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, it looks like she probably always enjoyed burger time, both the video game and the five times a day uh, that are burger time for her. Was there an actual burger time game? I know burger time was in Modern Warfare. At least that's how I know it. It was in the Call of Duty games. Uh, but was there like a burger time was there burger time development beyond that? I, I can't remember anyway. Uh, Max says, my conspiracy theory is Matt has hot movie takes to anger super chatters. No, uh, I, I, I wish I was that strategizing or something. I don't wish that. You might think I was strategizing, but I don't, um, believe it or not, I don't form movie opinions with some sort of uh, like agenda or ulterior motive. I think part of, uh, I think part of the reason I hate Citizen Kane so much, as I mentioned, is I'm not like I'm coming into this expecting it to be so awesome because everybody tells me it's so awesome. If I came to at Citizen Kane with no expectations, maybe I wouldn't hate it so much. But because I'm coming in with sky high expectations and it sucks, that's part of the reason I hate it so much. Whether that's fair to Citizen Kane or not, it just is what it is, given its context uh, as being revered in, in today's society. Let's see. Um, Citizen 7 says, I'd be interested in seeing a toxicology report on Jordan Neely. People don't normally die as a result of a chokehold. I'm getting George Floyd vibes all over again. Wouldn't be surprised. In fact, has that been conducted? Is it uh, finished? There was a determination by a medical examiner who said manner of death was homicide, but I don't think we got additional details beyond that. I guess homicide would imply like non-drug related or, or would, would it not? Maybe someone would clarify that for me, but I haven't seen specific details uh, about what substances were or were not inside of Jordan Neely at, at his time of death. Esoterica Unbound says the 2023 Baltimore body count is now 104. That's not newsworthy while vanishing rainbow Charmin apparently uh, is. This has become a nation of useless rosebuds. If you don't get it, look up the real meaning. Well, I don't know if you mean by the real meaning. My my wife reminded me that uh, in the third Austin Powers, or which one is it? Uh, fat fat bastard squeezes out a rosebud into his underwear. 
a point I referenced in the review. I don't know if that's specifically a uh, Citizen Kane reference or if it just happened to be that way. But in any case, uh, Peter R. says, ever played Tom Clancy Rainbow Six, Matt? One of the operators is even larger than the Dove Land Whale. She's meant to be a special operations member. Special meal deal enthusiast is more like it. I never really got into Rainbow Six. I did play a fair amount of Splinter Cell in my day. That was uh, really the only Tom Clancy game I ever got into or the Tom Clancy franchise that I ever got into. Not, not as much Rainbow Six, so I never saw that. Um, injured guardian says William Randolph Hearst sucks. A now deceased elderly friend of mine at the age of five nearly died as collateral damage. When Hearst tried to have his dad killed for opposing his criminal misdeeds. I know almost nothing about the history of Hearst. So maybe that's another, uh, area. Maybe that's another reason I hate citizen Kane is I don't, I guess I don't understand the character that's supposed to represent as much as I'm supposed to or something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Doug, Doug Blask says Rosebud represented childhood. That was uh, the part of his life that he wished for. And I guess that's the, the fairest interpretation of what that's supposed to mean, that clearly the sled was some sort of childhood symbol left over. But even even if that's the proper understanding or the proper uh, interpretation, again, I just it doesn't make me feel any kind of sympathy for or any sense of justification for uh for Kane. And maybe the answer is you're not supposed to, but then I, I guess I don't understand the purpose. I'm just supposed to think this guy sucks and also his parents sucked. Uh, I'm, I'm missing it, I guess. But thank you, Doc. Appreciate it. Uh, das Pooch says downfall is the source of all those Hitler losing his mind about X meme videos. Yeah. With the fake subtitles that were all over the internet 10 years ago. It's a fun rabbit hole. I, I was introduced to those by call of duty. Like every, every year a new call of duty would come out. People would hate it. And they would uh, they would have Hitler explain why they hated it so much. Injured Guardian says, no, seriously, where do I find the emojis? It said they would be a perk. Are you talking about um, uh, YouTube emojis uh, for membership? If so, Injured Guardian, you can send me uh, an email and I can get you some more information on that. Uh, there's su- there are supposed to be emojis available if you're a, a YouTube subscriber of the channel, like a, a monthly supporter through YouTube system. So I can clarify that for you. If you email me, no body says, I believe you should treat people how they deserve to be treated and not treat them how they don't. Do you think that would be a better golden rule than treat people how they want to be treated? Well, that's an interesting distinction that you make there because, um, well, I guess that technically the golden rule, yeah, how you would want to be treated, not necessarily how they want to be treated. So make sure I understand it correctly in my head. Um, yeah, and I suppose I suppose how I would want to be treated is still dependent on my own behavior and how I, I guess, what sense of treatment I deserve based on my own conduct. But I think that you're right that if you are a total scumbag, you might not necessarily deserve the same treatment as if you are an upstanding citizen. And there's probably a fair distinction to be made there. Fair point. Uh, Kion, some sort of, I, I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's what I'm going with. Thanks for a great show. Thank you for keeping it on the air. Appreciate it. Plum Logan says, careful. No, this is fine. I think. Those who want to rule the world, uh, those who want to rule will always defeat those who want to be left alone. Aaron McIntyre. Um, well, I don't know. I, I suppose that uh, to the extent there are people who want to grab levers of power, it's very hard to stop them by uh, by 
leaving them alone if that's the way that you frame it. But I think that for being left alone to work, you have to be very proficient and willing to use force as a defense mechanism. Being left alone in any philosophical context, like any libertarian philosophical context or however you want to characterize it, is never... um, you know, I'm not going to interfere with you in any way. It's that if you cross certain lines, if you violate my rights, there will be obviously defensive mechanisms deployed against that. So it, it it's, I get the point that's being made here. I just, uh, I just don't know if, if, it, if it would be philosophically fair to say that, that leaving people alone at all times is what the sort of pro Liberty perspective is. It's, it's, you are to be left alone within the confines of respecting the rights of others. And when you don't respect the rights of others, when you violate the rights of others, in fact, there ought to be severe consequences for that sort of thing, I think is how I would characterize it. But uh, we are short on severe consequences these days. I will certainly grant you that point. And perhaps we could, uh, <laughs> perhaps we should, we could get together on uh, some agreement about those consequences. Esoterica Unbound says, to be clear, some sources have claimed that Rosebud was Hearst's pet name for his mistress's party pocket. If so, it puts the symbolism of the film into a whole new light. Yeah, I, I understand there's some competing interpretations of um of what that actually means. And uh, my problem with that is that, number one, I want to know what Wells' intent is. Like any other movie, tell me a good story. Don't make me invent my own version of the good story in my head. I'm relying on you to do that. But number two, that even if um, whatever the proper interpretation is, whether it's this one or whether it's simply a reference to a childhood stolen from him, it just doesn't it doesn't change my opinion about uh, Kane. He still sucked. I don't I don't feel any sort of connection or. Um, any sort of appreciation for or understanding of him because his parents were were mean or because his parents were misguided or something like that or whatever the proper interpretation is. But I've bitched about Citizen Kane plenty tonight, so I will leave it there. Uh, we do have just a couple more on Rumble and Tippy. We'll call it a night. We're good on DLive. Thank you guys over there, by the way. Uh, Coleman Sweeney says, watch Peter Griffin's review of Citizen Kane. Uh, maybe I'll do that later tonight. Um, I, I should check that out now that the movie's fresh on my mind. Thank you. Uh, Pepsidal says, which is superior, the SIG P320 or the 365? Any reasons? I don't have experience with the 320, actually. Um, but of course, I I have the 365 with the intent of being a highly concealable, uh, concealable but still uh, plenty capable daily carry. And so for those purposes, for, for making... To me, uh, my preference is... Well, I've always debated how much do I want to discuss carry strategies on on air so then people know my exact carry strategies. Um, concealability is important to me for a whole... I, I want to be able to carry in pretty much any outfit in any sort of condition. And the 365 I have found to be about that right balance between concealability and capacity. And of course, if you're carrying in 9, I know they make it in, in 380... Uh, as well. But if you're carrying a nine, you're going to have the sort of stopping power that you'd have on, well, really any nine millimeter gun. So I have found it to be about the right balance of all of the interests uh, that are important to me. Concealability without sacrificing power. The 320, I just, I can't, I can't offer thoughts about because I don't have experience shooting it. But 
shooting the 365 as much as I have, I've not had a problem, any sort of functionality problem with the gun. In fact, I don't even know if I've had a single malfunction on the gun running a f- good amount of, of different ammo through it. So it has been uh, an excellent, uh, an excellent reliable carry gun so far. And, um, and I, I'm sold on it. So I will, I'll, I guess I have to default to the 365 <laughs> considering that's the one I have experience with. But, uh, but the other one, I'm, I'm sure the 320 is a, is a quality piece as well. Let's see, uh, over on, uh, thank you, Pepsidal, by the way, just a couple here on Odyssey. We'll call it a night. A uh, simple, simple rainment. Speaking of iDubs, are you guys going to have Sam Hyde on the show? Well, I would, I'd be interested in talking to Sam, assuming he can fit us in his schedule between all of his mass shootings that he's usually committing. I would be happy to host him. And Mike Hawk, he's back and he says, speaking of emojis, how can we beat? Come on, man. Uh, Mike, you're, 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 you're scaring me. I feel like you're fed, 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 fed. You're trying to bait me here. He says, how can we beat all these evil people with their own bullshit? Um, yeah, I get that is that is the question of of these times. Do you want to beat people at their own game or do you want to stick to higher moral standards? Well, I uh, I'm going to try to remain committed to higher moral standards, but beat people at their own game and fight fire with fire is becoming not just more attractive, but uh, seemingly more practical as the days go on. I don't know. Um, anyway, he, he clarifies with to, to use the right form of there. Thank you for being grammatically correct with your follow-up, Mike. I appreciate that very much. All right. We are all set. Odyssey looks good. Rumble looks good. Uh, and let me give a quick refresh on YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it an evening, but I think we're all set there. Oh, one more. Uh, oh, nobody. Thanks for supporting the show. All right. Uh, and that uh, that'll do it tonight, guys. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for uh, tuning in live. Thank you for your chats. Thank you for your super chats. Of course, appreciate it very much. Uh, if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. It is greatly appreciated. And if you're looking for more to listen to, if you can't get enough, we do have more material on the audio platforms of the show. You can find those over on the podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. we got the call-in show replays on Wednesday. We have some of Blonde's interviews, some other stuff you might not find on YouTube, all on the podcast page and linked in the description as well. Speaking of, if you're looking for anything else show-related, if you want to go hate on my Citizen Kane opinion, if you want to get some awesome ball-tingling hero soap, whatever else show-related, mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find all of those things. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is The Bat and Blonde Show every night.